Money Podcast. Yeah, the PM Money Podcast. It's the PM Money Podcast. Yeah, the PM Money Podcast. Money podcast, you know they find a way. We got Buzz, Big Ben, and that Padre Parlay to tell you stack your units when the money line okay. We'll put it on the spread if you're trying to get paid. It's that BM Money podcast. Yeah, the BM Money podcast. It's that BM Money podcast. Yeah, the BM Money podcast. And it's buzz to the moon, never back too soon. That's why we come in twice a week, straight from the living room. And them units unlock when it's brand looking too hot. But being money's got a couple games looking good for ballers. It's that being money podcast. Yeah, the being money podcast. It's that being money. All right. I'm taking over for Big Ben here mm-hmm. with a welcome back to the Beer Money Podcast, episode 59. Benny Boy is not here. Uh, I believe he's at a wedding, from what I understand. That's what um, we were told. Yeah. yeah. Wedding, mm-hmm. he says, but we also know why he went to Virginia last time. So I'm not really <laughs> sure it's a wedding, but either way, he's not here. It is me, co-host uh, Buzz, along with co-host Bean, and as well as our buddy, yeah, special mm-hmm. guest, if you will, mm-hmm. Fancy Pants Vance is here. So we got... Uh, He's going to be our young Jamie for this episode. He's going to run the, the stuff here for us to get some intros for you guys and all. And as always, uh, this is brought to you by the one and only Kyle McGeechin. You need a house, whether you want to sell it, buy it, you need some land, all the goodies you get from a real estate agent, you go to Kyle McGeechin. To hit him up, you go to tworiverskyle at gmail.com. That is T-W-O-R-I-V-E-R-S-K-Y-L-E at gmail.com. And as always... Special thank you to Jordan Trasco mm. for the intro and outro. Um, probably some more soon come from him, like I said, and uh, the dude's a killer when it comes to music. He set so, the bar high. He with, did. Our, with our current intro music, used to be the yeah. outro, is the intro now. That, it's just too that good. That song is fired. <laughs> it's too good, and uh, he'll, he'll be making some remakes and stuff. Um, and, you know, once we blow up, he blows up. Mm-hmm. So it's going right. to uh, be quite the blow up for yeah. us all in general once this uh, hits. So That's right. start sharing this, you fuckers. Get us some stuff out there, huh? <laughs> all right. So now that we got that out of the way, episode 59. 59. We know exactly where Ben would go if he was here for this. Yeah, so we don't even need to address it. It's nope. the elephant in the room. We're not going to say it. No, nope. because if you love sports and you know enough to know who number 59 for the Steelers is, the big legend there. Yep. And it's understandable why he wants to pick that one. Yep. But he's not here. So, no. Bean, what do you like for 59? So, 59, immediately, who came to mind for me, uh, short-lived career, but in his career, easily uh, regarded as one of the uh, best linebackers in the NFL. Probably still will be a Hall of Famer. I'm not really entirely sure how long his career was, maybe eight-ish years. Mm-hmm. But uh, Luke, Luke Kuechly. Kuechly. Oh, Kuechly. Luke Kuechly. Luke Kuechly. I would have Number I 59. forgot about the 59. Yep. I will take him all day. Yeah, he was an absolute savage. Also, pride of Boston College, a little New mm-hmm. England, New England right. repping in there. If he, so. he, I mean, he left at a good time because he knew he could have. He yeah. stuck around. Who knows yep. what would happen with yep. that franchise. That, you know, he left with his health. I mean, you know, he laid hits on people. And the linebacker, the longevity there isn't like what it used to be. So no, I think he no. left at a good time and made his money and, uh, you know, probably still has a lot going for him now business-wise. I'm sure he's, you know, investing. He's probably got hands in different businesses, that type of shit. Still pretty young. I got to imagine he's like maybe early 30s. 
Yeah, he, I don't think he. So, could, I think he retired at like right before thirty, right twenty nine. Why are we acting like we're not sitting at computers? I can fucking look this up. Well, technically, I'm not right now. Yeah, yeah that's I got true, a young Jamie sitting at the computer. Yeah, but you have yours computer too. So All right, so he retired look. in uh, twenty twenty. I bet he's twenty nine. And he joined the Panthers in 2012. So yeah, I've eight eight year career. So I think he came out after four years. So yeah, roughly yeah. 29, maybe yep. 30. Yep. So yeah, you know he'd be pushing. Yeah, he's 31 right now. Okay, there you go. He's Literally, been out for two yeah. years, right? Yep. So Same he left at 29. Birthday 420. Oh, there you go. 420, 1991. That's more reason why this mm. is the Luke Keekley oh, episode. Oh yeah, absolutely. You can't episode take it 59, the Luke Keekley episode. Yep. With that said, Bean, we got to start with your intro for this one. Because that is just an absolutely wild one. I haven't even seen it yet. Yeah. Um, I've just we could probably pull it up bit. actually here. Yeah. Throw his name yep. in there. I'm gonna uh, dive into uh, uh, the. So his name is Mike Itkis, I T K I S, uh, congressional candidate, I believe, out oh, yes. of New York. And uh, he recently announced his his political run that he's about to embark on, and he did so by um, releasing a full-blown sex tape with uh with a porn star named nicole sage mm, that's a bold move <laughs> it's very bold you know and i think he's gonna i mean look at us we're talking about it yeah so he i think hey. he's already achieved what he was looking for by getting people discussing his candidate run uh by releasing it in the manner they did because now he's got people like us talking about it we're far from the only ones i know barstool posted about it so he's it's smart in the sense that he's reaching a crowd that otherwise may not give a fuck about the New York primaries and who's running for what there. It is, you know what I mean? Is, no, I agree. And his title, though, is curious. Bucket List Bonanza is what he named the title of that video. So was the video for the campaign, or was this something he did back in 2021? And then, like, you know, he, know, he knows this is going to be, like, his biggest... No, so, it says so, he released it on Friday, so yeah. it was in 2021 right, so he did it. No, it was 2021 he, he did it. it yep. he knows that... Right. So I think oh, that I think right that's here. yeah it says he released reasoning. it in in an effort to promote that he is running. So I think it's just maybe Towards to get sexual yeah, yeah. So let's go over this real quick. We got it pulled up. It says yeah. on his can web on his campaign website, Ickes said he supports sexual rights and actively opposes the conservative conservative idea that sex should only happen between a man and a woman who are married to each other. Issues on his platform include legalizing sex work, ending adultery laws, protecting privacy rights, and redefining the abortion debate as a right to unplanned sex. So, outside of all the political part, like, you know, like, well, I shouldn't say outside of all it, just the one political thing I see there is too. I think it's important to say that uh, you would have to be, at least in my opinion on this, you're talking like far right that says oh, yeah. you can't have, to have you can't have sex outside of marriage yeah, and that you know it's the same idea as like the well yeah it's lumping it in the same way when you lump in uh, you know every liberal as a pink haired weirdo that just screams and cries about everything and that's yeah. usually the far left you right. know it's not just the liberal you know your average democrat really yep. it's not usually that it's usually the far the same deal with the right you have those you know. And I don't think there's people aren't religion. I've said before, not it's not even shouldn't say it's not for me. I just don't have enough grasp on it to really even try to dive into this point mm -hmm. in my life. But like, I don't care if you have religion in this. But think about it. You're right. You're super far right. That's your you know your Bible. Well, they say thumpers, humpers, whatever you want to call yep. it. What they are is people that go really, really strict, and honestly restrict themselves in life. Yeah. Now the opposite side, the far left, 
they go so far loose that they ruin life. So, so when this, you know, you're looking at both sides as yeah. shitty. So let's not, you know, I, I would say you don't lump everyone in as a conservative doing that. But the whole point of all this, that's why I said I didn't want to go too political. The whole point of all this is what a wild release. So mm-hmm. left, right, middle, I don't give a shit. And that's, that is, that's crazy. That's absolutely it, crazy. And I, you know, part of me applauds this effort. I do. I absolutely applaud it. And it says he's third party independent. Mm-hmm. So that means yeah. he is kind of towing the line. Mm-hmm. And I think with something like this, he's trying to appeal to, Anyone and everyone. He's not leaning Being one way in New or the York, other. He's like, yeah, this yeah. is the way I'm going to get people, man. Yeah. this article, essentially, that is what his like opponents are saying. Stuff is that they're not surprised because the district that he's running for has only been represented by someone other than a Democrat once. Right. So you probably wouldn't be able to hear what. Right. This is the hail mary. You probably wouldn't be able to hear what Vance just said there, just because the mics and stuff. But um, he was basically saying, were you saying this is the first time that, or it's only only one other time as this district had someone outside of a Democrat. Yes, it's the first time someone outside of Democrat has run, or no one outside of Democrat outside of one time has had Had, uh, held office there. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I think he's just trying to throw out new things, see what happens. Um, Yeah, I mean, it can't hurt. It can't hurt. Yeah. We'll Especially if this, this is something he's already done. It sounds like this wasn't something he did specifically for this. It's something he had done already, and now he's just using it um, to kind of shed light well, on himself well, and to get ears, you know. Hold well, on, what is this? Oh, uh, here's one of his quotes. I'm kind of a nerd who doesn't like to be the center of attention if I can avoid it. The congressional candidate said... But the issues I'm trying to address are so important. I wanted to have my issues talked about in some way. So you found you yeah. found quite the way, and if you're very much an introvert, yeah, to do yeah. that, I don't I don't fully believe you on that. No, no, I don't fully yeah. believe you on that. Or you were insanely dedicated to this that you went so far outside of your comfort zone, right? Which I just don't feel like if you're truly this big introvert and you don't want to be the center of attention, uh, right. attention, you're probably not banging porn stars right. and releasing that video as your. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think his probably cell phone's got to be like, see how much I care? But right. at the same time, like, you see how much I don't believe you? And this was certainly um, strategic to the point where he obviously, I mean, he must have had to pay for this interaction. I doubt I doubt he was able to just contact his porn star and be like, hey, let's do a sex tape. You know, this is probably something that he had to, I was to compensate s- for. So, therefore, it was premeditated. He knew what he was doing when he did it. So, this is... So, j- just an idea here. Maybe it's possible he uh, got in front of this, as in he did this. Could be out of like a like yep. you know I wouldn't even say fetish like a like it's a bucket list bonanza. Mm-hmm. He might have done this in general. Then when he found out campaigns coming up and people are gonna leak this about me, right? I'm gonna jump in front of this and be like, yep, I'm doing it, getting ahead of it, right? Exactly. Instead I mean, of if, if it leaks out another sense. way, then yeah, it's used yeah. as a thing. Oh, he was trying to hide. He didn't want people to know about this. But yeah, when he jumps out and releases it like this, it it gets spun a whole different way. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think he had anything to lose by doing this. And, and, and like you said, where, where New York has been very heavily Democrat throughout its history, this is kind of something to really blow up the race and, and kind of shake it up a little bit. So I'm, I'm all for it. It's a hell of a shakeup. It's not, saucy, man. Yeah, exactly. No, he's like he's getting, getting talked about. He's getting talked about. And that's, that's yeah. something that we, we never would have known who this person was had he not done this. So, and we're not the only ones. So this is far reaching for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's only going to help him. It can't hurt him. I don't think it can hurt him. But to say that, right, to say that it's not going to gain him a few votes mm-hmm. potentially. Right. Maybe. So. No doubt. I'm not going to be able to have the, uh, I didn't have the time to put in like Ben did to get those transitions smooth. Yeah. But you want to talk about people that you haven't heard about. Poor Frank the Tank. Mm. We promised we have that episode coming out. That wasn't a lie. It really is coming out. Yeah. Um, we got it stashed. Sooner than later, we're just working on it to make sure it's released in a good quality. And we're, you know, so we went a long time without a producer. But people that, uh, you know, 
you know, know about. Frank the Tank has to deal with that all the time. He doesn't know any of these people that won't stop texting his phone. Yep. I was reading the article, and it basically sounds like he has gone through the steps to try to get rid of his, uh, get rid of the phone or try yeah. to get something new in AT&T, basically. Yep. Keep saying, you know, here's my thumb sitting on it. Yeah, they're strong arming him. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Which, uh, I mean, Dave Porter and I step in here, man. Seriously. Step in here and just say, I'll buy you out of that stupid contract. Yep. And I'm going to buy you, like, well, buy you out of this contract. You can just yep. focus on a whole new one yourself. Because yep. it sounds like they're basically telling him, like, nope, can't get rid of the phone, can't do this and that. And let's just preface this by saying, like, uh, Frank the Tank is a, a big personality at Barstool, and he's a yeah. major uh, New York Mets fan. Hmm. Very public about that. And I think he's getting a lot of uh, unwanted texts from from random followers kind of either, you know, grueling him about the, the Mets kind of falling out of the playoffs here. I think he's getting ripped apart. I, th- I think it's very unwanted. It's not good text. People aren't just hitting him up to be like, hey, Frank, what's up? Like, they're, I think they're ripping him, and it's, you know, he doesn't want to. <laughs> Barstool had to put out a whole article saying, stop texting this man. We're urging our followers to stop texting this man. It's driving him crazy. Mm. And let's not lie, like, Frank's not already kind of a little bit of a head case as it is. So I can imagine him getting flooded with, with unwanted text, people ripping him apart. Like, that's going to be driving him crazy. Yeah, I agree. Now we'll go back to someone that you probably do know or should know. At the very least, you know his father, Dion Sanders. Mm. So I hope I don't butcher this name, but I believe it's Shador. Shador, yeah, Shador looks right. Shador Sanders, um, quarterback <clears throat> for Jackson State there with his uh, father as head coach. Mm-hmm. He is the first individual athlete to be signed to the Tom Brady TB12 brand. Hmm. Simply find it interesting because uh, Vance, actually, you and me had the conversation not too long ago about how we'll see, like, Jackson State's going to blow. They're either going to become an absolute power. I mean, they're already on their way, but become an absolute powerhouse. I don't know the parameters to go from D2 to D1 outside of, like, a winning college. It's not like, you know, high school sports, like, what's your population enrollment? I don't know how it works, to be honest. I'd have to look into it more. And I Jackson State's not D1? Uh, D1 AA, excuse me. So okay, like okay, jumping yeah, up yeah. to D1A. Right, so right, you're right, jumping right. Jumping up from your, uh, you know, to the bull FBS instead of right. FCS. So they're FCS right now. Um, I feel like just winning a shit ton of games gets you there. I mean, Western Kentucky, they went up. Um, you know, the UMass Minutemen, uh, UTSA there, University of Texas, San Antonio, um, North Texas, I believe. There's plenty of other ones that yep. I'm just not, you know, thinking about right now. But they've all jumped in the last, you know five to eight years, ten years maybe it's been or so, I guess. Probably the last college football game, a lot of them jumped up. But, um, yeah, they're, uh, I think this is a great sign because no matter what, you got some fame and attention in Deion Sanders' son. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So you take the risk. I don't know how long the contract is, but you, you take the risk and see how long, uh, see how long uh, you can sign him for, even if it's only four or five years. If, if he ends up, you know, Fizzed out, doesn't make it to the NFL. You still got a really big name out there repping you for the beginning now, and you got yep. a lot of hype around him right now. So yep. I believe he's in his sophomore year. So yep. you have him at least through college. You're going to get a lot behind that. I think it's a, an interesting but great, great decision there. Yeah, it's, um, an, it's an untapped market, and I think it's kind of similar to like buying stocks per se. You want to buy in early. Uh, I think Jackson State is kind of early in that process of their rise. And, uh, you know, so this this could be a good move for for TB12 getting in on on a program that's only mm. getting bigger. Well, he's sitting there endorsing them HBCUs yeah. too. You know, that's right. That's like, right. I mean, he's like, which hey, is I important know what's big yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. And not, it is important, obviously, but also what's bigger now. You want to look at what's trending. Mm-hmm. Last couple of years in college football, especially this past year, Deion Sanders has made sure that you know the historically black universities are trending. Yep. Um, so I think this is a great move overall. 
And what we just saw there on the screen, that's why I can't wait to do live. So you can see it. Uh, we're just looking at the handshake from Deion Sanders, too, kind of getting snubbed. I remember reading up on it. Uh, this was one of his last games that Deion Sanders had. Long story short, it sounds like they showed up late, didn't have time, and the, the coach on the other team was was annoyed that he didn't come greet him in the middle and do all this stuff. And then Deion basically turns like, yeah, he's salty, they lost. <laughs> um, so Deion Sanders is at the very the very minimum, the dude's electric in everything right. he does. It's showing the attitude he's carrying there. Mm. Well, that attitude that he's carrying he's okay there. That one double A attitude there. Right, and that attitude he's carrying there is what's going to make them great, though. It is. And his but, connections as well, his presence to get people wanting to go there. It's, we're in the day and age. If you're that coach that's you know, massive on Instagram, this and that, people, there's some players that would be like, you know what? Especially, you got to think about all these young black athletes that, let's just be honest, most of the like most of your studs every year come out of recruiting, they're going to be some black athletes, and a lot of them are going to mm-hmm. be coming from, like, you know, poverty areas. Yep. You have someone like you probably, even if you, they were not going to be old enough to be watching Deion Sanders or, you know, no, like, they didn't know about him. But, you know, as far as, like, watching this and that, but that doesn't matter. They know that he's an absolute legend. Yep. They know that he's now becoming an Instagram legend, which is what a lot of those guys care about. You get to be part of all that. Mm-hmm. It's going to make people want to go there. No because doubt. especially now when you have the NIL, you can get paid to go That's there. If you yep. play good, and especially if they become a powerhouse, if you are playing really good on that team, it's going to mean just as much as it is playing really good on a really, really exactly. shit FBS team. Right. You know, like bottom of if the anything, barrel. you're going to look better. And if you're right. making if you're making the same or similar money that you could have got to you go to probably, a big D1 you school. You probably will look better if you played at New Mexico, you know, like a New Mexico State yeah. or some shit like that. Yeah. You know, a team that's just garbage. Yep. But then you play on this team. Yeah, you play a little bit better competition, sure. But if you play on a team that's an absolute powerhouse, yeah. an FCS, which... The line is pretty thin between people that mm-hmm. are in FBS and FCS. There's, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of standouts that would just – there's no way they'd ever go to FCS. They're just too, too good. Yep. But as far as, like, the normal style that it used to be now, with all this money coming in, you got the number one recruit. Dion brings him in. Yep. Yeah. And guess what? If I remember correctly, Florida State, who Dion talked about and wanted to go there, <laughs> they told him to kick rocks. So mm-hmm. he goes to Jackson State and t- gets there. That was the number one crew in the yep. nation. That would have been Florida State's number one recruit, and I don't how I don't know how long. As soon as Deion Sanders goes there, he flips him and he goes there. You know that's a big middle finger to Florida State. Florida Absolute State power messed move, yeah. up. Maybe they have a good year now, yep. but long term, you guys really mess this one up. Yep. There's nothing in my mind that doesn't say what I a bunch of idiots. This it. wasn't some team that was a powerhouse. Like I mean, yet in the back in the day, they've had a lot of down years. They're acting like they couldn't have just taken a chance. Dion sounds like the way, as much as he wanted to go, it sounds like he would have been like, give me one, two, give me a two-year contract. Let me prove it. You know, I don't think he would have gone there and said, I need 10 years, this and that. No. You could have gone a small contract, see what happens. Yeah. Why not? Because you're bringing in this yeah. coach from Oregon, this and that. Guess what? You guys still suck. Yeah. You guys have had not had good years. Right. Why wouldn't you give him this opportunity? At the very least, you're going to get fans out there. You're going to get attention. Right. You have opportunities. Florida State messed this up. Yeah. But past that, let's go on to. Top 300 guy. Why not? Yeah, you already have a good career yep. ahead of you. If you Why if you're a top recruit, lesser competition, safer competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely safer to play against those guys for two seasons as opposed to like SEC defenses. Mm-hmm. I got a I got a Homer story that I kind of want to just talk about real no, quick. Go for it, it, go for it. It seems as though there's a lot of, um, and it seems like it's probably clickbait at this point, but there is stories that are out here. I think people are trying to produce um, tension that isn't there, but. It, there are stories being released that says there's quiet friction between Bill Belichick and Mac Jones because of how good Bailey Zappi has been playing. And uh, I don't believe that. 
I think it's just something reporters uh, are doing. Yeah, I, to, I don't believe the quiet friction part. Yeah, I, d- I believe that Bailey Zappi is giving reason to consider, mm-hmm. you know, I shouldn't even say reason. You can't really reconsider to the point where you don't have Mac mm-hmm. Jones go back and start. Right. But is he playing good enough that if they go down in a game and they're down by three-ish touchdowns yep. or something, you don't say instead of just keep trying to build Mac and give yep. more experience, do you maybe take a chance to bring Bailey and see what he can do against that yep. team just to see the matchup? Yep. I would say that he's kind of at least gotten to this point. But, again, we see this all the time. Right. Like quarterbacks come in. And they do really, really well mm-hmm. out of nowhere for a couple games. But as soon as teams figure them out and yep. they get just a little bit of tape on them at the NFL level, everything changes. I think the best thing that we can take from it as Patriots fans is that Bailey Zappi has proven that he's a serviceable backup. We can get rid of Brian Hoare. He he need, Brian Hoare needs yeah. to move the fuck on. I've he been does. saying all offseason that, that, that he should be. That is important to remember. Yes. But, but he, be, we can make him a quarterback, quarterback's coach or mm-hmm. some sort of coach. Like he doesn't need to be in the mention to be starting games. Because uh, he never could have done what, what Zappi did in that Green Bay game. He no. never could have kept that game close the thing is, to where we were Zappi almost potentially also, winning in overtime. If you look at it, I would have to we can bring it up. Actually, we don't need to bring it up. We can just talk about it because I'm mm-hmm. like 99% sure about it. Like, he set records. That's Zappi the, did, yeah. yeah. He set records at Western, at Western Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, he set single-season records for was, yards and touchdowns. He was absolutely, and not even just that, I mean, like F, FBS records. Yeah. I he's, mean, this dude. He was slanging it. Yeah. He, has, he is a, he's a big, yeah, he's right. got a big-time arm. Yep. And, you know, like, but that's the thing we see all the time. Not everyone can translate from college to that with just the arms. Justin you see with Fields. Justin Fields. Yeah. Well, he wasn't even so much the big-time gunslinger. As, well, he was in a I mean, sense because of what he had there, but, I mean, yeah, he's sitting yeah, and playing. Like 60 touchdowns to like nine picks. Yeah. Right. But you're yeah. also talking the fact that you're playing with lesser talent around you at the end of the day. It's the truth. And he's still doing this. Right. He was on a team full and of people that back, didn't go pro have, like he did. Right. And if you look yeah. back, I had to pull it up and stuff. But I remember hearing about it. They were talking about how they, a couple times that he had played like top teams mm-hmm. in FBS. He did very, very they well. They performed. Still throw, well, he was still throwing for 400 yards. Western Kentucky was a wagon for me the year he was there. I was betting on them a lot. They were, like you said, they were catching ridiculous spreads in the games where they played top talent. And then I was betting on them in, in conference games where they were just destroying other teams. Like they were hanging 50 a game on people. And they were hanging close in their tough games all because of of Zappy. And I mean, I, he's a very serviceable backup. I think he's proven that we don't need Brian Hoyer. And at the end of the day, like if we look at what he's done, I don't think anyone can say it's nothing that Mac Jones wouldn't have done. Like, could Mac Jones have kept the game close in green Bay? Of course he could have. Could Mac Jones have just not turned the ball over and played safe and let Stevenson run for 160 yards and let our defense play really good against Detroit? Yeah. Matt Jones could have done that, too. I so Zappi's looked great in what he's done, but I don't think there's any discussion that we're going to have a healthy Matt Jones no. sitting on and the bench. The, and the one thing I do want to say real quick about the Zappi-Jones comparison, this is this is actually a plus towards Zappi, I think. And I don't even think it's necessarily a negative, just kind of just speaks to like the pressure on, like the difference of pressure between the two of them. Zappi is always, he's like, I'm a gunslinger, it's what I do. Right. I'm going to go out there and throw. I don't care who I'm playing against. Yeah. Mac Jones is A, he knows he needs to become better. He knows he needs to be this franchise quarterback. Right, it's expectation Alabama, thing. Yeah. His, like his, most of his big passes were off play actions, yep. or they were out of like, you know, doing like a pistol, like RPO. Yeah. He was doing stuff to make him think more. Zappi would go out there at a shotgun, no yeah. play action, nothing. Yeah. And he like would just Three step around. drop and let me slam it. He had this. no fear out there. Yep. And that no fear, yes, in the NFL, it can be sketchy, mm-hmm. but sometimes you need to have no fear. You need to just yep. trust in yourself. And I truly feel like watching Mac Jones sometimes that he doesn't trust himself to make some throws mm-hmm. that 
there's some throws that zap him and they're like, oh, those are questionable. They worked. It's like, mm. probably Jones could have done that. His and like arm's you, just yeah. there, too. He just doesn't have the confidence at this point for whatever reason. And like you said, I think it's it. definitely a, an expectation thing. Expectations change people. Mm. And exactly. Matt Jones has very lofty expectations on him. He was a first-round draft pick. He went to Alabama. He won national titles. Brady's people are ex- Brady's replacement. People are expecting him to be a franchise quarterback. So when right. he goes in every game, he's he's got a magnifying glass on him, and he knows that. Bailey Zappi's coming in as the third stringer, you know, not even expected to play in the the Green Bay game that he jumped in on, played well, and now he gets one week coming in as a starter, which is a pretty favorable matchup at home against the Lions. Their defense is pretty shitty. Um, I think that was a, a very favorable game for him to look well, and he did. So I think at the very least what we can take away is Mac Jones, when 100% healthy, Zappi's also given us now the benefit that we don't have to rush Mac Jones back at all. Right. We need to wait until he's 100% healthy, and then when he is, he comes back, and we know, God forbid, something happens to Mac Jones again down the yeah, road. Like Zappi can come in and right keep now, us afloat. Right? That's what I was going to yeah. say. It's like, it's, um, I think it's really, this, as far mm-hmm. as the media, as like the Bill Belichick story and everything, yep. I think that's just the nature of the beast. Like mm-hmm. That's just the NFL, because... Uh, because like you just said the same thing's happening in dallas and i feel like the this is this got created because of good old tom brady you know mm-hmm. belichick was just got the i mean not belichick bledsoe just got the highest contract in the nfl during that time mm-hmm. right before he got hurt and then you get a guy like brady who comes in and nobody knew who he was and then he turns into tom brady yep same thing happens you know with brett Favre goes down who's gonna replace him and keep green bay going aaron Rodgers, and mm-hmm. it's like oh wow well you never know about these backups yep so you know, then dallas cooper rush comes in and plays really well and it's like well yeah i don't know who this guy is yeah are, are we gonna but, bench a brady like what right. is going on yeah and so it's just you're always gonna have that debate so whether belichick or mac jones are having any sort of discussion or there was anything leaked that actually happened I don't think it matters because the media knows that's it goes without saying. Mm-hmm. The second that the guy starts playing, and like you're saying, okay, without a doubt, the Patriots are going to look at it like we're going to let Mac get 100. percent Right. We're in no rush. Why well, wouldn't you? Now what that? happens? And it's the same thing with Dallas. Is like okay, we're going to make sure Dak's 100. percent Exactly. No rush. Yeah. And then well, what happens if in the meantime those guys ball out? Yes. That's then you have a you dilemma. Have a problem. It doesn't right. matter who you are. Because you don't want to be. Matter. You don't want to be the coaching staff right. or the general manager that makes the. Ma- yeah. You make the switch and then. You don't have the same chemistry. Team didn't flow. They look bad. You have fans in uproar. Now you're questioning everything. So I I know what I've read with Dallas is why they think they're having so much success is that they've simplified the offense with Mm -hmm. Cooper Rush there. And sometimes that makes a big deal. Like when Dak's there, you know his capabilities. So you kind of call more flashy, more... Uh, kind of not desperate, but more like more yeah, more questionable plays, like more more high risk plays. Yeah. But whereas Cooper Rush, they're keeping it very tight. They're giving him solid plays when he's throwing. They're run, mixing in a lot of run, and they're looking good because mm. they have such a good defense. So I I worry in Dallas's aspect that when Dak comes back, are they going to keep the play calling the same, or are they going to go back to what they were? Yeah, that's and the that's what everyone's worried about is like, yeah, do we bring Dak back because the team overall functions a lot better, more balanced? I mean, Dallas just beat the Rams. Rams by yeah. double digits, and the Rams were defending champs. And I mean, Dallas just handled them. A couple of things that got exposed in Dallas yep. too. Not yeah. only with Dak, probably is gonna probably is losing his big forty million dollar contract that he was hoping to be getting here yep. soon. Uh, not only that, but is Ezekiel Elliott's gonna be on the way out because Tony Pollard's an absolute dog. Yep. That yeah. guy is the most athletic man on the field when he's out there. He is, and yep. that's hot, been highlighted in Dak's pre- in Dak Prescott's absence as yep. well, yep. big time. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of mystery surrounding 
All those quarterbacks. I love both of those quarterback dramas because you got situations where starters getting ready to come back, but Big the backup, markets. the backup, and the team is playing well. The team has seemed to gravitated towards mm-hmm. the backup and playing well with them. And I mean, at football, if anything, it's chemistry. And when the team is flowing, you want to do anything to not disrupt that mm-hmm. and making a quarterback change granted if you're bringing back your normal starter that is a big shakeup. yep it is so we got mystery surrounding those quarterbacks in those situations yep i want to talk about an even bigger mystery oh yeah what does dan snyder know <laughs> what does he have that, that's a million on other question. nfl owners and what does he have on the nfl yeah dan so, snyder the owner of the owner, owner of the commanders of the commanders now commanders, yes redskins whatever they yes are. previous redskins now this yep. you scroll down really quick i just want to i want to throw out this uh this quick uh, bleacher report um quote they throw so out good. says daniel snyder reported reportedly believes he has enough dirt on other NFL owners and Roger Goodell to blow up the league. One of those owners was Jerry Jones, which is no surprise there's going to be some dirt there. It says Snyder has allegedly said privately, so I don't know where this private was and how it got out, but says the NFL can't fuck with me. And you know what? He's probably right. Yes. I don't know what it is. I don't think you say that if you... I don't if you think don't have ammo to throw. I right? don't. Yeah, I do not. But again, he is kind of desperation mode. So maybe he's really playing the last card. But I think this is the. I mean, he, you know, hiring private investigators, this and that. I think this is probably a good chance that he does have some stuff that's like, mm-hmm. you guys always try to play the the family, you know, the family card. And it's a family, oh. all this oh stuff. God, yeah. You're not even get into it, ruining my man because of this bullshit. Yeah. But with that said. Uh, Daniel Snyder doesn't give a shit about your family. No. He'll ruin this whole damn league to yeah. prove his point. Let's not. Yeah, and I think the NFL yeah. better be worried. Let's not. Because act like I don't NFL. think this is a dude you mess with. Yeah. Let's not act like the NFL isn't a super political entity. Like they right. have a lot of interests to protect. Mm. And there are some shady things that definitely go on behind closed doors that we don't know about. Oh, the NFL. Yeah. Well, actually, with that said, you said shady what, like behind closed doors. This is mm-hmm. the other article to do with it. Mm-hmm. He talks about. He claims the NFL is basically the mafia. Mm. He talks about how none of the owners actually like each other. There's always issues, this and that. Um, I don't know how true that is, but what I can tell you is uh, it does not surprise me that a bunch of billionaires, some like mostly billionaires, yeah. are shitty people yeah. to have shitty agendas and they're yeah. shady behind closed doors. Of course. Mm-hmm. I think if you didn't already know this, you're probably about... A, you know, I'd, I'd say you're equivalent to the brain of a squirrel mm-hmm. if you didn't really think and know that already. Yep. This isn't actually some, I mean, it's just the classic, let me show you what we want to show you from, you know, the NFL right. standpoint, make right. you sound like we're this. Like the government, they're not like know? that. Yeah. You know, if that's what it is, they're such family things. So you, you make sure that you're taking $1.5 billion just to make sure you can have a video game that goes against your name. Like, we well, you talk about family thing, kids, kids like video games. Yep. You're not that family friendly. You know what I mean? You talk about... Oh, we support the troops, this and that, but you charge the, the, the Pentagon or whatever to do the flyovers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. As far as I know, they pay. Last yep. I knew, they pay to do, like, the flyovers and stuff. Yeah. Don't act like you're some, you know, oh. you know, like, American, like, loving, family, you know, oriented thing. You're not. I you're can, you're, you're yeah. nothing more than a business, and you're running it like most businesses do, as in you lie about shit and you make yourself look really good. And I can easily see the comparison to, to the, it being a mafia, like, being... Being an NFL owner is a very exclusive thing. There's only 32 teams in the NFL. There's only 32 people, or on the, maybe some ownership groups in there, but there's there's only 32 teams that can be owned in the in the National Football League. So that's a very small group. Now, here is a hypothetical I have for you. 
being mm-hmm. and actually the answer is you as well either one of you because i was thinking of trying to rack my brain around this earlier say the redskins end up or not Football redskins commanders, commanders commanders now yeah, yeah there's so many different name changes <laughs> um i don't think i'll ever be able to stop saying red not even from like a bad I like, it's just I I, I, it's, i'm so i'm so accustomed to redskins over the years it's so hard not to say football it. team i'm just gonna keep calling them a football team they play uh, like a football team they don't deserve no. a name they fucking suck dude yeah uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah no no they are but um with that said who do you think would be one of the first people to step in and buy this team if it goes up for sale because Snyder's gone someone's buying it obviously oh yeah um, who do we think would make that step? And I'm sure it'd be a group of this and that, but like you know, like the major, the major player in it type deal. It tends to be at least some someone that has ties to the city, right? Like who's they, I mean, it's a DC if team. they if they can do that. But also yeah. at the end of the day, who's got the money? Who's going to pay and make this organization you know better? I can see it being an ownership group for sure. Like a, you know, sure. a committee if of it, people. And I yeah. don't know my opinion. Well, it definitely oh, will be. But there's always like oh. your there's always your primary. You know, what I mean, like yes, you have like you know people pulling, but there's almost always the one person that stands out as heavy majority owner this right, and that right. see lebron james um, doing it you think lebron james same, tape whatever, piece? Uh, whatever same uh team that he's involved with uh what team is it liverpool, liverpool? liverpool? Yeah. I, I don't know I if Le- like i don't that. know if lebron would buy in on on such a shitty franchise i think if, if cleveland goes up you do it just cleveland for the fact up, that it's yeah, cleveland absolutely yeah, would yes but i think i know lebron jumped in with liverpool which i secretly hate because i'm a liverpool fan and i don't like lebron james so i hate that he just kind of uh, piggybacked on Liverpool's success, and now he's acting like he's a part of that. I hate that. I have, yeah, and I, feel, I have, t- I don't watch enough FIFA to, re- I mean, yeah, watch enough uh, uh, soccer to really yep. know, but I, kn- yep. I at least know that much from you talking. Yeah, I have two theories. My first one, but I don't know if there's a conflict here, and they can't do it because of the whole Amazon like Prime Thursday games and yep. stuff like that. I feel like yep. he probably couldn't at that point. But someone like Bezos, I could see wanting to buy a piece yeah. of a team. Yeah. But then with the conflict with Amazon, I'm like, well, can you do that? Because I don't know if you can, as far as can you, like, have uh, your company. Have your companies go, the TV rights well, to Well, companies yeah. doing you have the rights. Yeah. So then you talk about who, how do you get your Thursday night games? Do you try to make sure your team's on Thursday night games? Are you yeah. allowed to do that? I True. feel like there's some conflict there that you'd probably have to give up the Thursday night rights for that. Which, by the way, this year yeah. is gone. You probably should get rid of that goddamn Thursday night game anyways. Not no, helping no, no, you much. No, 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 Don't get rid of but, the Thursday night game. No, no, no. I don't mean, I don't, I don't I don't mean get rid of the Thursday night games. Though. Oh, shit. Yeah, they're getting loud. I don't mean the Thursday night games. Yeah. I'm saying if you're Amazon you'd pro- and you're Bezos, you're making enough money. Do you really need to have control of the Thursday night games? Or do you relinquish that? Let some other company take it. And do you just want the team instead? Unless he bargains and says, look, I know we suck. We won't even be on any primetime games. Keep us off primetime. I'll own the team, but we we won't have to have any. That would have to be, but again, that's going to be more of an advantage for the commanders to not have to play Thursday night games. True. Would they suck that's true. Though? That's true. So you how, can't how do is, that. How would it work in terms of cap? Like if he comes in, and he's like, "Yeah, I've got." No, there's money a set cap. It doesn't matter. Yeah, NFL it's, it's, set yeah, cap. Then not, I think you'd run into the same thing as like what you're saying. It's a conflict of. I think it's just a conflict of interest, no matter what. Well, because you're going to generate money no matter what, even if right. you're losing. So I don't think it's. Uh, so I don't think it's so much. Compare that to to owning TV contracts or owning the commanders. Right. You know, what are you going to get? You know, that's what I'm saying. So that's the only reason why I'd fade him out simply because of that. That would be my first pick. Another, like I could see some athletes stepping in though. Like, what are some athletes that want to jump in here? Michael Jordan's not that far away from where you grew I mean, it's not that far away from you grew up in North Carolina. You're talking maybe, what, six, ten hours or so from North Carolina. Yeah. You get to Washington, D.C. Maybe a little, I'm not positive on it, but you're not, I mean, you're not too far off. So, Who's like he's biggest, been buying like, into stuff. He played for the mogul. Wizards a little bit, so maybe, maybe yeah. he kind of takes, you know, a little bit of step in that direction. And hey, let's not even, we're talking about 
them being open for to be purchased. Let's maybe think Dan Snyder is dropping these bombs because maybe he's got some stuff in the closet that he's worried about coming out. And him, oh, I and think then him losing his is. ownership to the team. Yeah. So he's putting it out there being like, hey, yeah. I also have some shit that I can throw. I got some grenades, so let's just all keep everything quiet so I can keep my fucking team. Right. Well, that's well, what I'm saying. It, that's basically what it sounded like it was going to happen. Is yeah. that the NFL had some sort of uh, league meetings coming up this yeah. weekend, and yeah. it was not on the slate as of like yesterday to discuss yeah. anything to do with Snyder. Yeah. They're, basically, the word is that they're, they're away all from it. praying and hoping that yeah. the media, the pressure, outside pressure, is going to force them into selling. Yeah, and then it just isn't a problem. Yeah, but it just, his stance on it does not sound like that. Yeah, he's, he's like, well, I got some it. dirt. So unless, Don't unless, you, yeah, so unless you guys want to try and force me to sell my team, I'm gonna let this. You want to talk about even being a bad team? The last thing I want to say about this, real quick, to wrap it up, at least on my end, is. We talk about like the money difference between his Bezos get rid of the contract if he had to do that to buy this team. I don't even know if he'd ever want to, but the point no, is if you if you no, want to no. do that, well guess what? Someone like Dan Snyder is definitely a greedy person. You can tell by the way he runs things that yeah. he's gonna save every like, every little piece of the money that he can get. Mm-hmm. If this team was a, like even being a losing team, if this team was hemorrhaging money and they weren't winning, he would have definitely just sold this team and made it extra money back because you can always sell yeah. for more. So there's no way, in my mind, that he this is a, you're not losing money on buying a team, a professional football team. No. It's, there's just that, too popular. You're I think not Washington has money. such a good fan base where I think they they sell they sell stadiums out. It's an historic franchise. It's a constant historic franchise. No, time, you don't think no, so. No, no. I feel like they got I mean, a diehard fan base. I bet, I bet they me probably too. sell them big games. Merch, they sell them. That is outstanding, but. They have a huge stadium, so I don't, I've, yeah. I've seen many okay, games okay, yeah. them empty. But also, you got to remember all these guys. Like you said, there's 32 teams. There's only 32 of these billionaires that get a chance to yeah. do this. It's an exclusive group, and none of them are making. None of them became billionaires by owning that team. No, nope. no, they you were. Know, this is their fun. This right. is like their project, their right. hobby. This yeah. is what they. Most of them is like their passion. But they're probably like, not this trying is to what lose I love money. To do. Right. No, they they're definitely not trying to lose money. But at the same time, if they, you know, if they go in the hole a few million dollars, which sounds like a lot to the average American right. or whatever, yeah. They don't give a fuck. That's the that's the that's price nothing. that they'll that's, take to be to have a seat at right, the table. That's a fun fucking couple months. To right, because they lose twenty million. Who gives a fuck? No, they don't care they because don't care. them owning a team gets them a seat at, at a very table. exclusive right. table, which the is being parties, an NFL the owner. Fucking, right, everything yes. that comes with that. The yes. status, the status of being able to go into wherever you go. I own this team. Right. There's 32 professional NFL teams, and there's only one uh, professional NFL or professional football organization that is worth a damn in the entire world, and it's exactly. the NFL. So if you're one of those 32 owners that... Think of the power and the weight exactly. you hold. Exactly. That's, that's an elite you're status. You're not trying and, to lose that. And people pay for that. Whether they have a shitty team right. or not, they, they pay for that status. Yeah. And, and I mean, they're still making their money. At, out of those 32 owners i mean it's pretty transparent to there's a handful that really care about like i want to be a winner yes. like i'm doing this yep. to win it try to win a championship every year yep. year in year out i'll give that to jerry jones too like as yeah. much as he's you in know. the news for for you know his his comments that he makes you can tell he truly cares every like he, year he, he's maxing his cap he's very he's invested to go for it. he's very invested in the success of the cowboys he, he wears that he wears that on his sleeve like he right. With everything he has, with all his power, he wants the Cowboys to be successful. He desperately yeah. wants that. So that with like I, what I we're like saying, the, yeah. this is their ho- these billionaires' hobbies, you know. So a lot of them aren't necessarily, you yeah. know, stop by a reporter on the street and be able to rattle off everything about every player. Right. Like right. a lot of them don't even fucking. Know. They're there cashing the Jerry checks. Jerry Jones can. They're That's there cashing cool. the checks. They maybe look at their phone every Sunday night Kraft, to see you know, how their Robert team. Kraft's another yeah. one. I don't know who. Is, yeah. Who the we're saying there's like a handful of owners in the league that like you can tell. Year in and year out, try to win a championship. Not like they're all Dallas, trying to just win. Dallas, year, you know? Right. So as far as uh, Robert Kraft goes, though, 
I just saw something recently which I thought was super cool. When you got to talk about owners and the ones that are in it to like just make money, the ones that are in it to win it, the ones that are kind of in between. Mm-hmm. I do like when I heard recently, and I didn't look into it much, I just heard it, so I could be wrong on this. Mm-hmm. But from what I understand is uh, it sounds like uh, they're going to build the biggest scoreboard, if I heard it right. Uh, so not like the Jumbotron, like at, you know, Dallas, whatever, yeah, yeah. Thing, but the biggest scoreboard in the world in Foxborough. Really? That's in the construction right I now, actually. That. And from what the cool part about it, as far as like talk about an owner that's, you know, in it to like make this franchise the best right. it can be. And also like yeah. it's a legacy for him too. Right. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, he's paying for it with his own money, not using any taxpayer money. And he yeah. made that a big point of that saying, we're not yeah. using your taxpayer money for this. Yeah. Like this is my money I'm using for yeah. this, which he has plenty to, he does, plenty but... to dole out, but it doesn't mean it's not impressive because right. how many people haven't plenty of money to ultimately don't. Right. Cause he could certainly access other funds that are well, uh, that, that from that the could state. Be used. You literally yeah. could. Cause it's right. a, it's a state service, a state right. good in a sense. You know what I mean? So you yeah. could, but he's saying, no, I'm not going to have the taxpayers yeah. have another burden. Right. He knows what the times are in right now. And he right. also knows I'm a billionaire. And as we said, he, he's one of those owners that he wears the pride of this franchise on mm-hmm. his shoulder. Like he's yeah. not, he's not just an owner in the background collecting mm. the checks, doesn't really care about the success of the team. Right. Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, they're probably two of the top that right. that where the success they, they genuinely care. Yeah. So you can say what you want about them having, you know, unfavorable things happen off the field here and there. But you know what? If the owner of the team I love, the worst thing he does is get a little bit of a rub rub and tug yeah, here yeah. as an at an old age and says, you know, it is what it is. I'll take that if you're type of that dude man. that's also paying your yeah. paying your shit like yourself man. and not making the taxpayers pay it because he could easily take that out. Yeah. So like and he doesn't. So as far as I know, like I said, as long as that's true and that stands like you know true to what I heard on the I heard on ESPN radio. So I mean maybe they were wrong, but yeah. sometimes it is. But yeah. from what I understand, he's paying that shit himself, and I think that's impressive. No, that's great. Something else is impressive. Something very impressive hmm. is just the man Blake Bortles. Yes. We yes. don't we don't have to talk about necessarily even what he did on on the gridiron. Which let's be if people remember when he first got to Jacksonville, yes. he he did he did good things. I'm pretty sure they went and to he an was AFC like, title game. Well, that's yeah, when that was when they were at their net. peak. And I, it doesn't mean net. it was all him, but he was way serviceable compared yeah. to what they had before. Yeah, he had a good arm. And yes, he made mistakes this and that, but he was not the reason they were losing games and shit. Hell no, no. no. But he just wasn't good enough to make that big leap into like a forever franchise quarterback. That's what he great, had. Though. They had a two, three year window mm-hmm. where they were studs. They had Ramsey. They had AJ Bouye. Right. And, and when you look at it, they lost Fortnite. all their defense around him. And then yeah, yeah, Bortles' production went down. But he also didn't have that luxury of like great field position and right. having like hey momentum on our side. Yep. All this stuff. Yep. So I haven't even gotten into this, Bean. So if you have something, go for it. I just love the no, the I title. Love... We talk about titles. Yeah. We said a Kim Jong, a Kim Jong Yum or a Kim Jong. Yeah. You, that's a Kim Jong Yam right yes, there. Because a yeah. title from Barstool in quotes, "Suck it, nerds." Blake Bortles reflects on the fact he made forty-seven million in the NFL, and that's true. Suck it. I made forty-seven million dollars. You think I give a shit that you talk about me being a bust or not that great and stuff? Right. Okay, show me your bank account. Because you don't. You didn't make forty-seven million playing a game professionally. I know yeah. you didn't. Yeah. So you can say I'm bad if you want, but yeah. I'm better than you. There was probably four years maybe of his career where he had to prep weekend and week out as the regular starter and then other than that he's been a serviceable backup around the league which from everything that i know is one of the most tit jobs that there is in the world being a backup quarterback in the nfl because you're typically making over a million dollars a year and you're not playing Mm. <laughs> like you go through the reps during practice you're there in case there's an injury you got to do your film study you got to you know 
you run with the practice squad maybe, but you're you're not playing and you're clearing a million dollars to be a, a secondary player in a game that you love to play. No. And you know what I like more about this headline now that I'm actually reading it? This little back and forth. There's some stuff before it. But basically, Blake Bortles didn't even realize he was like, because mm-hmm. Big Cat, or I said Mr. Cat, I'm assuming that's Big Cat. They asked yeah. him, like, do you know, you know how much you made or whatever? He's like, yeah, you know, I, I'm not sure because I didn't get the back end of the contract and, you know, taxes and that. Yeah. He, and then, you know, Big Cat goes, well, he says you made $47 million here. And he's like, sounds right, man. That's awesome. You know, just you know, just good enough to steal some money. And Mr. Commoner here says, how cool was that fifth year? And Big Cat jumps in. Yeah, that's pretty fucking sweet. Like when you say it and you're just like, oh, yeah, I did make $47 million in like seven years of work. Mm-hmm. That's pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. Blake Bortles, that's right. Suck it, nerds. I didn't Suck realize he had that, like that. That was why they titled that, and yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, no, I knew that was, was his the quote. Best part. The dialogue yeah. back and forth showed what a, like, down mm-hmm. earth guy he was, too. I watched the actual interview, and it was, like, yeah. you can just see he's so, like... You know, he wasn't even there to like gloat about how much money yeah. they asked him, and he like at first straight up like I don't know, man, downplay it yeah. by saying like, dude, you know, it's taxes, yeah. and I didn't even get back half my contract. Yep. And then oh, they had like, the breakdown here. Literally say how much you made. He's right. Like, you know, Blake Bortles yeah. has never been that dude. He went to he's Central. Fl- he went to Central Florida. He's a cool dude. And then he got drafted, I believe, third overall because he was very good at Central Balled Florida. Out. Balled out. Went third overall and had some very. Sneaky good years with a with a very good Jacksonville team. He inherited a really good roster. Their defense was nice. They had Leonard Fournette. Right. I'm pretty sure they went to an AFC title game while Blake. Believe they was did. There. That's how he got one of his really big yes. contracts. Yes. Um, also, another golden quote from that man is when asked what he would have done if he didn't make it to the NFL, he said he'd be ripping butts as a construction worker. <laughs> what a gangster! He, I'm happy you saw. I didn't look. And also on top of this, on also on top of, I'm gonna look one it up. Us. I'm gonna look it up right now. But I'm pretty sure Blake Bortles also has. A smoking hot wife. Uh, uh, smoking hot. I'm not yeah. sure. I honestly don't know who his wife is, but um, I'm not surprised yeah. by this. I mean, he Blake went to Central Florida. Your life. You're yeah. going to a Florida he's, school he's in general. Life. You probably met some good-looking girls he's down got the there. Perspective. I have he's no idea who his wife is, but it, I mean, honestly, if you show me a single athlete that doesn't have like you know an above-average, like well, it's like okay, true. It's not all. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's still some levels. Them. There's still yeah. levels. There's levels to this shit, no doubt. I don't know. So, with that said, though, um, what are you typing in now? Oh, you're just looking at the whiteboard. We can look the at this. That's how we can wrap yeah. it up. Yeah. Blake Bortles. Winning in life. Winning in life. Yep. Took no major injuries in the NFL. Played a nice small sample size of about seven to eight years. And he's got an absolute dime of a wife. And he's got $47 million That's to, to ask Maybe even for. third contract? Yep. The yeah. Third no, he, he was moving yeah. through. Yeah. He was moving through. Impressive, Blake. Hats off to you. No, he's he's a and the personality is by far the best part. Yeah, he's a men among he's boys. Yeah. Men among boys. This guy. Doesn't With that said, do we have any other intro topics that are like dying needs? We gotta we gotta cover this right now. Um, not not really per se. The only one that kind of made me laugh that I found uh, earlier was that uh, Dwight Howard. Yeah. He admitted that he has had sex multiple times while wearing his Superman cape. That he wore in that not in surprising that at all contest. to be honest. Yeah, yet another gem from the better podcast. There. Yes, they, they're coming yes. up with some outrageous content. Yes, and, I mean, and let's not you? let's not get that twisted. Better does not mean better than us. That's no, the no, name no. of it. E-T-R. Let's just make sure that's yes, understood. Her. 
because uh, we are the better podcast. Yeah. But they are the but better yeah, podcast. They're, they're a smoke show they got over there. Julia Rose has been getting mm. the, the black men, especially, to confess their yeah. their bedroom. Now, we can't compete with that. We, I fully endorse that. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy for what it's they got. Yeah. That segment that they're rolling with, it's, that's, it's right. it's that's something we can't compete with. But I, what I will for. also say is, this is going to sound terrible, but be, I guess beyond with the... Um, like how uh, Benny loves to just grab shit out of context from me, Buzz here, with uh, <laughs> make me sound terrible. It's going to go right on brand with that. But uh, I'm pretty good with not not having to deal with any girls here and have this be a dude's time. So, don't get me wrong. There's benefits to it. But uh, Julia Rose would like to make a special guest appearance. More than welcome. I don't even know who she is, to be honest. I can't even think of her looks or like or who she is, like her face, nothing. Um, yep. It's Jake Paul's girlfriend, she- yeah. Jake Paul's girlfriend? Yeah, it's Jake Paul's podcast. Oh, she definitely... Well, she's probably a pegger then, because he probably gets pegged. He's the type of dude I can see she's that happening. She's super hot, though. Yeah. Well, good for him. Good yeah. for her. Good I for the, that, that podcast. But we're better. No, I, I, love, I, love, I love the intro. I just yeah. meant as far as they go. Yeah. Good for them, but we're better. It's hilarious but, that he admitted that, though. Uh, Imagine big fucking it doesn't six, eleven, seven me. foot He's Dwight Howard. Times, yeah. It's like, what? Uh, when you think about it, though, it's like, wow. Yeah, I guess no. that makes sense. But he, he was part of, like, that's one of the better dunk contest in history what was like, going on with dwight howard recently like wasn't he like uh connected to like transgender yeah he was tied to some women? i was gonna say i didn't want to say some gay stuff but he was i'm pretty sure he was tied. yeah like, he was walking that line of some yeah sort, i'm though. pretty sure there was a do you a think he's gonna do want a man it you like, think it he's gonna get a you think he's gonna get a surgery you think he's gonna go in the WNBA at like 40 and just openly, dominate i want to say he openly said that he's attracted to transgender women yes it was either that, or Old there was, a, or there was, a, or there was. It was either that, or there was a transgender woman Maybe that came that, out and said that she had been with that. Dwight. It was, it was one of those things. But there yeah. was a very heavy yeah. connection between the two, and he never really came out and refuted that. it. He kind mm. of like probably took the proper route and just let the story die out. Hmm. It was hot for about a couple days. And well, that was you it. know what? Last year? Yeah, it was, it, it in was the sake recent. of continuing what I love to do, we're going to take it out of context. We're also going to just kind of spread some vicious shit. Maybe Howard is the next Juana man. We'll find that out. If a movie comes out in the next couple of years, like, we know why. It looks like Juana. Yeah. yeah. So maybe maybe we just figured something out here. So if this movie comes out later on and he's a star of it, then I need at least some royalties for predicting this. Oh, we'll, we'll run this clip back. Yeah, we'll run this clip back. Is Dwight Howard a Hall of Famer? Uh, Jesus Christ. No. I want to say no. 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 I'd say yes. I say he's one of the better players to play the I mean, game at his position, run. but that doesn't mean I, I don't think he has enough accolades to throw himself. I will say I, he's I will got like three defensive player of the years. I think he's got. Uh, I will. Okay, say you know what? MVP, to be fair, to be fair, what gets me though is I feel like it's too easy to get in these days because it has I was so just many. Say I think the so Hall of maybe Fame bar has come. I think down. Hall of Fame for every that sport, every sport essentially outside of baseball because there's too many players in baseball. By the time he gets done, his numbers are going to be up. I feel like people are. He hasn't done shit for a while, so his all his career average is going to go down, which. Again, I'm okay with looking at the fact that you can't go off his career average alone because yes, he played some down ages and that. Where he was but I just don't know if what he did enough during his prime. It doesn't mean that he wasn't one of the best, not one, not the best by any means. But you know, I would even argue maybe a top fifteen of he all time underneath, like a, you know, top top league, fifteen so. center. But he never carried. But you his think of him anywhere? Exactly. Right. Did they make the finals ever. Orlando? No. Or did no. Braun always take him out. They never. It's they, kind of like no, they never. Was like, right. It was yeah. Braun no. Was in Miami, right? and, and to be fair, he didn't have much there, and right. I get that. But at right. the end of the day, when you're looking at Hall of Fame, like either you better put right. up some insane numbers, yeah. 
or you win championships. You right. win accolades at least. And and that, I'm not saying he doesn't have some personal right. awards. He has a few personal awards well, he's gotten. Did he get one with the Lakers? Like a cheap yeah, I think he got He one. might have got a cheap one. Yeah. But I think that's going to come into effect, too. It's like, when did you win it? You won it here. He's hanging around. That's why Hall of Fame is too... The Hall of Fame is watered down. It's not a hill I'm dying. I just think by the time he ends, you know... I think what they need to do and what's going to have to eventually happen is, you know, give it another 20, 30 years down the road and you look at every sport... They got to put in like tiers to this shit, yes. like Hall of Fame tier one, Hall of Fame tier two. It's gotten shift some down. people around because yeah. I get that with more people coming in, there's going to be a bigger Hall of Fame. I get that, and that's fine because you obviously need to keep building your Hall of Fame. But I feel like good. now there's some people that just don't really like. Yeah, they're in it, but there's players that either didn't make it or will definitely make it, or players that wouldn't even make it now but had better numbers just because. Well, he got inducted in the '70s, and at that time, they're doing. It's no disrespect to that era. Right. The point is, like, you could have got inducted in the '70s because you don't know what's going to happen in 40 years from yeah. now, 50 years from now. You didn't realize everyone's right. going to be hitting this. So players probably got inducted then that really, like, if you look now, yeah. they're not even comparable, like they but they get, got inducted back they, then, which is fair. Their style yeah. of play. But that's why I feel like you have to have some tears. You got to have some tears to this shit because right now it's watered down. I think it's tainted, too, with the me- the the aspect of, like, it's up to the media's perception. And, you know, it's like the right, a lot of the, the right, isn't right. that, is that true for every sport or just yes. baseball? It's every sport, right? Yeah. The baseball has the, the writers. Who, I really, I'd have to look into it to know more about this. I, I know like baseball has, they have their writers and shit that go in. votes, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know how like the NFL does it though. I'm Do not I, sure. Is it every NFL? No. Oh, every NFL member, uh, like Hall of Fame member, gets a vote. I would have to look into it to be I honest, think, and that's something we can do in a minute. In Google are, here, but people are too yeah. afraid yeah. to admit that a player was really good, and they feel wrong saying, "Oh, but they're not Hall of Fame. Mm. They're good, but they weren't Hall of Fame." And you know what? The one thing I will say is, which is, this is the tough part, which is why I think there should be tears. Yeah. You look at someone. Even if they didn't contribute in massive ways, but they were on those teams and those teams won, they might they gotta have some juju there for success, right? It's like uh, like a Robert Horry, right? Yeah, he won eight. like what? He won like six titles or some bullshit, like, like right? Six or seven. Yeah. But if you look at his stats, this and that, if you say you have three tiers, this right? So they made a new yeah. thing. There's three tiers of Hall of Fame, right? That's a dude that's like. Even with those numbers, I think the the, the amount of championships is enough to throw you in two. Yes, but you're not one. No, because like not. even no, it doesn't mean you didn't contribute. It doesn't mean you weren't important to those teams. But would those teams have still won with even just someone comparable to him? Nothing crazy, but just somewhat comparable. Yeah. They were, yeah, they would have won. Maybe they wouldn't have won six. They would have won five. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he made such a crazy impact that I would say that's a tier one guy. Now yeah. you look at like a Michael Jordan. As much as I hate to admit it, a LeBron James, a yes. Kobe Bryant. These guys, yes, they are tier one. Yes, I Steph Curry's going to be. I would say these the, are tier one. Shaq, I, all I these would, dudes. I would say the epitome of a tier two Hall of Famer is someone like uh, Dennis Rodman. Yeah, who, Dennis Rodman could definitely be because guess what? He won the championships. But you know what? The Dennis Rodman is one that I truly would. Him and Pippen, I would argue one for them strictly because Pippen guys. did it on defensively though. But if you look defensively, what he did, yeah, I'm not with Pippen. Sorry, um, Rodman, yeah, and rebounds and yeah. it is undisputable what he did. It is. So when you when take you're the away of all time at something, then you're, right? You're exactly. Well, I would, now you talk I would uh, say is like if he was doing that on a non-Jordan team, you mm-hmm. would probably look at it lesser because it didn't result in championships. But right, and that's he fair. To be but because Chicago, he happened to be, in so I feel like you have to. With the Robert so Horry, I think he's that, a tier two, like top of tier two. I think. That's see, I would, I would because of because yeah. of his defensive and rebounding prowess yeah, and what he did. 
his think Robin could ever lead so a team. No, to a title. That, that, that's okay. No, but I think I think it's I think it's exciting though. You want debate, yeah, and that's room. And it's an important thing to remember. There's a difference between arguing and debating and conversation discussion style, right? Right. But I feel like someone like yeah, like supporting cast. I feel like that's tier two. Reason no, but the Spurs dynasty. Duncan, you know what? The reason Parker, bro. Duncan was tier one. Right. Tony Parker, Ginobili, they're tier two. They're tier two. Even though they're but you know what I say about you know I say about Rodman. Uh, but if they were the best player on the team, they right. wouldn't have had the run right. that they had. But what I'm gonna say about Robin and why I put exactly. him in tier one, yeah. Outside of his just amazing personality. Yeah, yeah. But like as far as he's a weirdo and this and that, but he did some crazy shit and I love it. He did, yeah. But the reason why I would put him tier one is because yes, he was essentially people see him as supporting cast, this and that. But people also have to remember it's not all about scoring. Not, if it wasn't for not. the fact that he played the defense but he played point, and though, the rebounding he, was on he played, a losing team doing yeah, those if, he, if he was no, drafted no. to the Timberwolves yes, or to it, the Magic and, I get and he that. put those numbers but, up, we wouldn't. But be... that's fine though, because in my opinion, that's why you would be a tier two. He could have put up those numbers, and I still would have put him tier two. He could yes. have rebounded and played defensively the way he did, but he did it on that's team to win championships. Enough. You don't win those type of championships and be the best or one of the best of all time when you look at rebounding defensively. You don't miss out on tier one. Because you happen to go to a good team. Right. Now, if you happen to go to a bad team, yeah, you might have missed out on tier one. You might have gone just, tier two. My, you my, might still be there. But I don't like. I don't like going away from point. I don't like staying on point so much that you go away from all the other stuff, and realize like no matter what team you're on, the importance of being one of the best yeah. of all time at anything. You yeah. can't be one of the top, right. you know, glass cleaners of all time. You can't be one of the top, just gritty defenders of all time mm -hmm. not and one. not be tier one with those yeah. championships. I you take those championships one. away, right. sure, tier two. Right. But you put those championships in, you're tier well, one. Robert Horry no, is the difference. I say I'm looking at numbers this and that. Yes, off the bench present, sure. But he didn't do what Robin did to say you're tier one. He is tier two. Even I though he has about, more championships, okay, he is tier two. What about Allen Iverson? Tier one. Allen Iverson? I love Allen Iverson. Because of his scoring, right? Greatest ever. And because right. that, But that's why I said you can't just go on scoring always. But, also, but, but he's the greatest ever. Right. It's one thing. But Allen Iverson. Well, exactly. So like, he's one one he's got to be one of the top three point guards of all time. And Allen so, Iverson. So, no and so guys. you can put him there. He never had... A, an elite team right. around him. Who, if you could yeah. look up his best number that's two person behind right. him, it's not anyone well, that's, that's an all. That's like, I mean. an this all is why he championships on his accolades, but he's still a tier right. one. Allen Iverson, the greatest mm -hmm. ever. Everything. So if Rodman didn't have those championships, yeah. he could still be arguably a tier one guy. Because yeah. it's like he's nobody rebounded. But, you, but again, personal stats. Look at yeah. all of them. Is all I'm saying. When you look at personal stats, and you look at all of them. Iverson has a personal stats and he has all the awards to go tier one, even on a bad Without team. team so, but so Rodman has, those, in my opinion, he has those two to right. go that's tier one. But, my, but you have players that saying. don't do that. Like an Aaron Rodgers Buzz. for football, that's tier one, even though he doesn't have the championships. So my only difference is Allen Iverson being on a team that didn't have a legitimate number two behind him. Mm -hmm. He still carried that team to an NBA Finals. I think you put Rodman... That's why he's more impressive. You put Rodman on a similar team that doesn't have another elite player behind him. He's no. not getting a team to the Finals. But that that brings in the argument of because he's not the scorer. He's the one that makes sure the but scoring happens less. That's basically what you're saying for, your, for, for a so tier that puts, one. That puts that's Rodman in. No, like but my line, my line is in scoring. My line is what did you do? Productivity. On the team. You so do Dwayne productivity. Wade. and Yeah, because you know what? Tier Rodman would have had... Dwayne Wade, tier one. Yes, because he won not the he championships. Well, the championships, before. and he had good stats. So I'm saying Iverson. Yes, the championships won. weren't there, but his stats were there, and like, and they were legitimately there. 
So Iverson get there. Guess what, Robin? If you look at his stats and you go by that, and you look at Defensive Player of the Year, all anything like that, and like the years that he was top five over and over and over, right. if not one on rebounding, this and that, he has the stats to be a number one, like a, a tier sure one. If you put so him on you a, can make those arguments. Team. Maybe you, you don't you, put him on a bottom team. You put, but him, you put him on a subpar team. Maybe they would have made it. To yeah, championship. or they would at least made some playoff if runs. You put him on a, a team that had like a good defense right. already, and then you throw Rodman in the middle. Mm-hmm. And now they have an elite defense. Mm-hmm. With OK Scarton, without like a Michael Jordan, but just Dennis a good Rodman. team, like a Pistons. But 2000 it's awesome. the amount yeah, of forever. years, I though. He, I think he's he's the highest bar of tier two for me, just because I don't think okay. I, I don't think saying. I don't think I don't he, disagree. I, I don't mean, think I'm not Dennis saying Rodman no, could have been the best player on a yeah. team and had that team go to a finals. And See, I, I no, don't, and, and I don't I don't disagree with that, but that's why I'm saying I don't also think that they win. Six out of eight championships yeah, without Rodman. And that's why he, they don't win six out of eight without he, Pippen. Right. But you also look at the that's numbers why he's they the put. Highest level of tier two right. Hall of Fame. But you got to look at what they did important. personally, like the numbers they put up personally. That's for me at least. Is what I'm saying. So I think Rodman could have been on the but biggest dog say, shit. Even if you looked at Rodman's personal numbers and you put him on a different team, he's saying they they wouldn't make. If you put him on a lower team, I his numbers are going to be inflated, though. I guarantee you they will. Because if you put him on a lower he, team, he's scoring more. I just don't think he, he tried. I don't, I don't think part of his game was trying to no, score. No, no, it wasn't. But guess what? If you don't have Pippen and Jordan, you think that he didn't take less shots than he would have on a team that was like more garbage. I also, I also, he's going to take more shots. He didn't take more shots when he was on Pistons with Isaiah. I also, I also, he's older then. He was younger. Oh, in the beginning, sorry, but that was like, well, yeah, but okay, you're right. But that was the first what two years I mean, of his career. Still a really good team mm-hmm. with really right. good players. Right, but again, no, but again, so you have people around you that are really good. So imagine putting you on a team like the dog shit team of the league, the bottom of the barrel. Those stats, in my opinion, would have been inflated because he would have not only he would have at least still got those rebounds and more and stuff. He would have been going. He would have been more often looking towards him, just like you know, what, I'm gonna put this back up. Instead, when you're on, when you were a team with Pippen and Jordan outside, you get that rebound. Your first reaction isn't go up with it. You're like, where's Jordan at? Where's Pippen at? Yeah. You're dishing that shit out. You look at where's Heinrich at? You, or not Heinrich? Um, uh, Kerr. Where's Kerr at? Let me get it back out to him to start again. If you have a dog shit team around you, okay, you're so probably more about, likely to go up. All right. What about Ray Allen? Ray Allen? Two. He's two. One of the best shooters of all time, but the greatest, no- greatest shooter of all time. I mean, uh, Hemp's Curry. Won't Curry, I think Curry takes it. Whatever, but it's well, still, that's you know. the thing. But I can make that argument now, and that's not fair because if I made the argument right when he's got championships. If you make the, got- if you made the argument with that's the, that's a crazy. That's why I said I love the idea of it because that's great discussions. Right. Because if you if you take away though, if you take away Curry, right, mm-hmm. you could say he's top two, three, but probably top two pure right. shooter of all time because I mean, you also have Reggie, you have Reggie so Miller who you got to put Reggie Miller's right top there though. Top three shooter, top three rebounder, right. top three whatever. But what are your other stats around it? That does I, matter. No, no, I think there's levels right, to... That's I think, what I'm saying. He's got championships. I think there's he's levels got, to being a great shooter. Steph Curry, I look at him, he can create his own offense. I haven't really seen Ray no. Allen create his own offense. He you he hit became, Ray Allen on the run with an open right, shot, Ray sure. Allen, right, he even with people, well, even with people in his face. Exactly. No, don't get me wrong. That's why he's there. But he's not bringing the ball up and taking mm-hmm. guys one on one, creating offense. He's nope. he's running screens, and when he catches the ball with any sort of space, elite. Mm-hmm. But he he's not bringing the ball up and doing it himself. Guys like Steph Curry, they're. They're creating yep. an offense. He can he can take someone to the lane. He can he can drive and then step mm-hmm. back and then create. Like Ray Allen didn't do that. So essentially, Ray tier one is you got to be like what you'd have you need to be, to be the, the best guy. You, you have, have to be at least. But that's why it's tier one. You have to be capable of mm-hmm. taking a lesser team, which is why to greater heights right. than they should have. And been. the only argument I put Rom in there in that sense it was because I do still at the end of the day count the number of championships. That's why Hori was tier. Because if it wasn't for the Actually, championships, Hori is tier three. If it wasn't for the championships, Hori's probably not even in the Hall of Fame. 
No. Let's be real. Obviously I didn't even say he's in the Hall of Fame in general, but I'm Probably. saying, like, I don't even know if he actually is, no. to be totally honest. I don't know if he is. But I'm, that's what I'm saying. If you take out championships, things are different. Yeah. But what I'm just thinking now before we wrap this up, we're going to wrap this up and we'll go into picks. Unless yes. you got something else, no, obviously go know. for it. Yeah, yeah. But I think I found a great new segment for us. What you got? We got to write this down somewhere. Yeah. I'll write it after. Every week, I say between you, me, and Ben, we bring, we can set the number later, but I'd say three people. Maybe two because there's three of us. Talk about their Hall of Fame credentials. We say we'll we'll do our own. We'll do yeah. We'll do our own tier one, tier two, tier three. And every week we make an argument. So we, especially if you only two people you're responsible for, you can really go in depth them, right? Yeah. And you make your argument for where you think they are. Yeah. Everyone else goes against or like goes it. with or against the argument. Like and we settle on, uh, you know, and we got three people. So it's a yep. very easy, unanimous, you know, two versus one. Yep. We come up with our own Hall of Fame over the, like over this podcast. We'll come up with our own Hall of Fame for all sports. You know, one week I we do that. baseball. Next week we do football. Next week we do basketball. I love that. You get two people. You come up with it. We make our own goddamn Hall of Fame. And we do it that way. Because guess what? I don't give a shit about steroids, this and that. McGuire, Bond, so say you bastards are in this Hall of Fame. You guys are tier one, and I don't want to hear shit about it because everyone else is doing steroids then. Especially with everything that's going on with Aaron Hmm? Judge and everyone's sucking him off. Like, I hate hate watching a sporting event on Saturday afternoon, and I'm watching a college football game, and they're they're doing cutaways Hmm? to Aaron Judge's at-bats. I do know it's an important thing, but what I will say is that's why I think people put too much emphasis on the fact that, well, he's not doing steroids. Okay, don't get me wrong. They say not doing steroids. Maybe he's not doing steroids. He's doing something. But when you, but right. And guess what? How many things every year there's something new that comes out that they can get under the fucking, like this underneath the the scope of like the drug test. Every year they're developing this stuff. There's literally people that have a business to make sure that your enhancement, your performance enhancement shit Mm -hmm. is not detected, is not going to be picked up. Why do you think every year they keep billions of dollars? Why do you think every single year they add new drug names to the list of banned things? Because every single year they, they find out oh we know about 30 40 different guys that were doing this now we need to ban this we'll go to the next one you literally make a couple small changes right. these smart bastards with their shit it? with science and stuff yep. they make a couple small chemical changes it's not the same anymore it's right. a new thing right, right. it doesn't come up on your test mm-hmm. that's gonna keep happening so i'm so yeah. sick of the so well bonds did this naive. and that because also everyone else was doing steroids as as you're, you're telling me the pitchers weren't doing steroids oh yeah all of them and you're also gonna tell me like oh coincidentally like 80 percent of the mlb now is on adderall by coincidence no because every team doctor was like i can diagnose you yep tell me you can't concentrate tell me you can't complete a task and they're like i can't do that he's like perfect adderall. you have adderall so when you go out there now you're gonna be fucking Looking, all hyped up yeah that ball you're gonna be ready like to go ball. that ball's gonna be a beach ball mm-hmm. and you're gonna hit to the damn moon you know yeah. why because we gave you drugs for it and and so i'm i'm over the part i'm over the part of like complaining about this shit the only thing i would ever say that would be like those guys can be getting trt they right. can be getting everything i all think they have to do he, is just get it going and right and i get why i get why you have drug stuff i do get it because honestly not actually i really don't get it in basketball baseball i do get in football because of the safety issues like these guys are already massive you're adding more like they people get hurt i do get that but nfl expect i mean NFL, um, excuse me nba but especially the mlb guess what you're already at the point where even without your steroids this and that the ball's coming off the bat at about 100 plus miles per hour that's what i'm saying you're gonna get smoked no matter what you add some steroids to it it's like there's people that i legitimately don't think just and i'm not gonna bother going through it all now there's some players though i legitimately don't think i I think they're on enhancers of some sort not steroids necessarily but some things you know supplements which is legal certain supplements that hit the ball 100 miles per hour off the bat no matter what in 112 16 whatever you're getting right 
But you add the steroids and that, you still have to have the hand-eye coordination to I'm make saying. that happen. I'll take this with Barry There's Bonds all day. Like you, yeah, he's confirmed taking steroids, but steroids didn't make him hit the ball clean. No, steroids, he was doing that before. He, instead of hitting the ball 380, he was hitting it 410. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only difference with Barry well, Bonds. Well, to be fair, he's hitting about 500 plus. But with that said, the dude was legitimately at a smaller size hitting them over 400. Yes. I mean, he was hitting... He didn't need to... Honestly, I truly don't yes. think he would have ever needed to take yes. steroids to be in the Hall of Fame. No. That dude was already... He, he was already that. being 20, 20, 30, 30 yeah. club every year. You know, yeah. 30 home runs, 20... Yeah. You know, 30 home runs, MVP. stolen bases, this and that. Yeah. The only thing that slowed down was stolen bases because he got bigger and older and also was like, I'm barely on base anyways. And it was if the I'm on base, I get walked or I hit bombs. the steroid era that he started right. taking that And shit. guess what? What yeah, saved you, MLB? The steroid era. Because if it wasn't for the steroid era, the MLB would be in the dumps. I'm honestly... Exactly. What was their most popular time period this is this big is, bombs this is honestly my my hottest take as so now they juice the balls are the players this is my hottest Literally. take like in order if we want baseball to like get fans back get more exciting get more talk about it let everything be open mm-hmm. if you let everyone and anyone take steroids if they want to the better players yep. are still gonna prevail yep like a hundred percent, because you, you let, still you have to have all steroids. Like the better player is still going to prevail. That's but you why, might you might just see more offense. It might be yeah. like ten to eight. Every the reason why they'll all never do is that. You're going to see your favorite players yeah. playing more. The exactly. reason, exactly. but so the reason, the reason they'll never stay healthy. The reason that's they'll never do that is because it advocates drug yeah. use, and they're not going to do that as as of now. That's they're not going to do it because it's the same thing. It's a family thing. Like MLB says, the same thing. These seasons, but it's not family. This is grown ass adults is what's doing this. That's the truth. These seasons are so long and hard on them that it's like the steroids. What they're really doing is helping recovery. Yeah. Need to shorten the season. It's not like they're taking these magic pills that all of a sudden the ball's bigger and it's easier to hit. MLB that's needs to shorten the season. All. Yeah, yeah, hundred so, percent. But it's like that's what they're doing. They're they're keeping themselves on the field. That's a major right. point of MLB. They need to shorten the season. Like that's gonna get. That's also gonna get fans involved. You you drop right. it from hundred and eighty-two fucking games. Way to, too much of a and, to try to follow. And that, drop it to hundred games. And you know what? To be honest, I don't even hate the hundred sixty-two. But what I, I do. do, what I do hate is the the Hall of Fame discrepancy. There needs to be a. And that's another whole conversation. Baseball but you play one hundred sixty-two games. Yeah, you play one hundred forty games. Who hit this? Who hit that during that time frame? Again, a different era, a yeah. different Hall of Fame. Yep. But right now. I'm about to piss my little panties. Same. So we're going to take a little break here. Yep. You're about to hear from Kyle McGeechan and Two yep. Rivers Realty. One more back, time. That is. Them picks, boy. Yes, we'll get those picks. And that's Two Rivers Kyle at gmail.com, which is T W O R I V E R S K Y L E at gmail.com. Listen to this ad about him, and we'll be right back in that ass for some picks. BRB LOL. Beer money, beer money. There's just some things in life that go better together. You have peanut butter and jelly, vodka and cranberry mashed potatoes and gravy, and you have Kyle McGeechan in real estate. He's going to make sure you have what you need to be fulfilled, just like those three other things we mentioned before. It just works. If you need a new house, you need some land, maybe you want to sell your house, you hit up Kyle McGeechan at Two Rivers Realty. That is T-W-O-R-I-V-E-R-S-K-Y-L-E at gmail.com, Two Rivers Kyle at gmail.com. And cut. Beer money, beer money. All right, welcome back. You got an ad break. We got our piss break. Now we're getting back into the pick segment. So I'm going to let Bean take it away for our college football pick segment here to let us know what our uh, overall record on the year is, but also what this past week's records were. So what do we got, Bean? All right, so let me switch switch tabs here. Um, So... All right, so last week, last week on our picks, starting with college, 
I went five one and one, and I also have to I have to I have to backtrack this. I went on my personal Facebook and promoted that I was six zero oh, and one. I was very happy with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was feeling great. But you should then, be. But then I looked back and just to, just today when I was doing review of the of the episode and our picks, I realized that I was actually five one and one. So the case being with that was, so an official pick that we had uh, that I had that Buzz had for. Last week was um, Arkansas Mississippi State over fifty six and a half or fifty seven and a half. Oh, you had a half pick. Yeah. So last. So I week, thought you were talking whole game. I got you. No. So, so that's what it was. So last week we both had Arkansas Mississippi State over fifty seven and a half for the game. For yeah. The game. Okay. Yeah. And I proclaimed that as a winner because. For me personally, I, I kind of woke up a little late on last Saturday morning. So by the time that it was, I was trying to put bets in, I had already missed the start of the game. So we were at mm-hmm. 12.30, 12.45 at this point. So I live bet. I live bet the over on the total for Arkansas, Mississippi State. And at that point, the total had dropped to 54.5. So that's what I got it as for my bet. And that cashed because the total ended up being 57. But in terms of our picks that we made on the show... I took the over on that one, too? Yes. I thought I took the... I honestly was pretty set on Mississippi State beating the piss out of them, so I'm annoying no, myself for not taking both, that. But. We both had the over 57.5. And, and I'll tell you right now, it's a, it's a classic bad beat because... I hit my live bet over 54.5 barely, but it, it should have cleared 57.5 easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had 51 points on the board through three quarters, mm-hmm. and we had six points in the fourth quarter Yep. to, to land on 57. 57. So it cashed my live bet over of 54.5, but it fell under the, By half a point. the initial bet That's of 57.5. Right. So yeah, it's technically a loss on Dude, the pitch Jesus. for the show. Dude, Jesus. That's a bad beat. It's a, it's a That's very a bad, bad beat. beat. Yeah, 51 but, through three quarters, and then you get six in the fourth. And so. that is part of this podcast we talked about is yeah. we're giving our best suggestions, and it's not like we don't do our best, especially, you know, some weeks where some of us do better than others as far as, like, I know some weeks I slack on my amount of, like, uh, you know, research before. Yep. It's just a simple fact that we're doing this as a, you know, and I wouldn't say it's a second job because you don't spend that much time into it, but, if like, last year, I mm-hmm. was. And that's why my yep. picks were also way higher because I'm looking into every single injury thing. Yep. Then going into that injury more in depth to feel like, what is the actual chances you're playing? Yep. I mean, that changes things. I don't, like, I just simply don't have the time now, and that's why, again, I hate to put the blame on the viewers, but you know that's what Buzz does. I blame mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Get more people watching, get more people downloading, get more people just tuning in, Yeah. and I'll spend all my damn time Once doing this, this to give you some better job, picks. We're giving you absolute yeah. blocks. Because right now it's my weekend job, and uh, you know what? I work enough yeah. in the week that sometimes I just don't have the time. That's true. If, if anyone forgets out there, we all we are all holding uh, forty an hour jobs mm. or a forty a week jobs. At least, I, I mean, really, when it comes week. down to it, yeah. I'm looking at sixty area. When I, you know, after everything, and it's like, yeah. as much as I love this, yeah. I just don't always have the just the straight up stamina <laughs> to like keep going. But we but are, but we are still putting. With in that said, a, a to not make excuses, Bean has the same thing, and look at him. He's yeah. got an amazing <laughs> record right now. To be honest, I mean, yeah. it's it's crazy right now. This is like like what we were doing last year. Bean is doing that even a little bit more. Yes, it's a few less picks than we made last year, but they're all... I mean, what are you right now? You're about to go over it, but you'll talk about your picks. Yep. On the year right now, he's doing very, very well record-wise. Yep. 
So, uh, so, so we'll just go over last week. I just wanted to bring that up because, like I said, on my personal Facebook, I I preached that I went six zero and one on college last week, and I reviewed everyone's picks. I listened to the podcast last week. I ended up going five one and one because of that. The differential between what I had live bet and what the pick was at the time of the show. So well, I, I, would, I officially for went you, I would make the argument because you took it live and you took yeah. with your actual units out yeah. there, and you did yeah. make it. So I do get what you're saying. Yeah. But at the very least, you got to. In my opinion, you call that a, at least a push for yourself. Maybe because yeah. you actually you actually won. Yeah. And I get, yeah, you but won I the actual say, units. Yeah. But I see I see what you're saying. But in my eyes, yeah. it's like it's yes. It, I did it's win a shitty units. half point. I did hope, win but. units, but I will say like had I had I been awake and in time to put units on the twelve o'clock window, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would have bet the over fifty seven and a half, which mm-hmm. did not cash because it ended at fifty seven. So that would have been a loss. That's what I put for the show. So I changed my pick. Mm-hmm. I, I'm five That's one. Saying, it's honesty. It's good. Yep. Yep. It's so good. I, I did end up cashing with my live bet, but in terms of the show's picks. I went five one and one last week. Ben went seven thirteen and one. Oof. Buzz, you went Don't tell six me same. eleven and one. Oh, oh my! I was six eleven and one. Six eleven and one. Jesus yeah. Christ! I have no business even talking on this damn podcast. You guys, you guys are eclipsing, but you guys are eclipsing in picks. So I mean, in general, like yeah, you guys, but I got to stop taking thirty picks if it's right. going to do this to me. God, right. so damn that, it. that's what I mean. Like you, I'm giving out less picks and I'm hitting at a better clip. But that's you, more important but, in but my you, opinion. I'm just but, a pick slot. I've said this before. I can't stop making a pick on every game. I got to at least make the differ yeah. like make the differenti- differentiate the fact that it's a yeah. unofficial pick. It's just what I want right. to do, but I got to yeah. contain myself. But I will say this: like as far as last week, like. Uh, Ben hit the most winners. I mean, he gave seven winners. Right. But he he also gave 13 losers, and he had one push. You, next, gave six winners, 11 losers, and one push. I gave five winners, one loss, one push. Right. So it's just, it's a difference of games bet, but, you know, we're... We're talking about winning. It you know, is. People, the, fa- the fans, anyone listening, can can deter can deter what they want to pick yeah. based on what I we're saying. I was just saying, saying, that's a really important part, though. It right. is something that is worth taking a quick second just to point out the fact that if you don't listen all the way to the end of the podcast, you probably mm-hmm. don't hear how we say this, you know, uh, you know, the whole disclaimer about if you got a problem, you got a problem, make sure you get that fixed. Absolutely, it's, yeah. it's good to bet. It's fun to bet. I like all that. Like, yep. I mean, do love all that shit, but guess what? Yep. There's no shame in getting a problem with it because it could be an addiction just like, you know, a lot of things. Yep. Um, but again, you know, it's kind of like drugs. You made the conscious decision to start it, so you better have the balls to make the conscious decision right. to fix yourself. Right. With that said, though, it's also suggestions. And it's not like mm-hmm. we don't talk about it and give our reasoning why. Right. If we give you our reasoning why, you might say, hey, thanks for your reasoning. I like some of it, but also I'm going to fade your ass because I don't like this part. And that's right. good. That's right. good. At the very least, we're giving you information to make your own decision. We're not saying exactly. pick our picks every time. Exactly. We're saying here's our information that we all feel on this collectively. Right. And guess what? If you go back and listen to it, I bet there's probably one thing that if we even just took the time to really sit, like settle yep. down a little bit and think about it, we probably all agree on one or two things that would probably be the reason why we should all just go with one thing. Yep. And you could do that yourself as a viewer. Be like, well, they all agreed on this part though, and that's what I'm going to ride with. Right. So again, it's, it depends how you look at it because now I'm going to go through the the season records. Oh yeah, Washington for, losing to Arizona State. The assholes. season the season records for college football. Buzz far and away has given out the most winners. Buzz his, his, his record for the college football season is 24, 33. This last week killed one. me. This last week killed my 500 area though. He's 24, 33 and one. Ben is 17. 33 and 1. And then I am 16, 
eight and one. So I'm, I'm, I'm hanging. I'm hanging well above five hundred. I am giving out less picks. So oh, you're sitting around seven fifty, right? I think that's that, what it pulls for, it take out. Take that for what it is. Like I've given we'll out less out the push, winners but. than everybody else, but I've given out significantly less losers. So that, uh. take that for what it is. Like they're they're giving out more winning picks. Yeah. But I'm ju- I just tend to be more selective with what I'm picking. That's it. That's the only difference. But like if you listen to this and you you make judgments I think on it's the to research the point, that listen we're laying to out. Bean. If you're trying to go solely on what do they say, yeah, probably go with Bean because he's going short page. He's being way more into it. That's why your record is the way it is though. Because yeah. you're we're throwing a bunch of picks, a bunch of reasoning. Yeah, we might miss more. But also the last thing I want to say really quick as far as picks goes and mm-hmm. something to think about. Yeah. A lot of places. Look at even just like uh, you know, like the Monday night. I think it's Monday night football. Say or maybe Sunday night. Like you know, Sunday also Sunday morning shows yep. and stuff when you watch football. Yeah, they just go straight winners. Exactly. If They're we not... go straight winners, our all of our records are going to look yes. way different. Because yes. guess what? We're yeah. taking a lot of minus this or whatever. Right. That maybe like you know maybe right. they didn't cover the four, but they won. Right. Maybe they didn't cover the you know. 21 but right. they won it's right. again if we're just taking picks for winners yeah our records are going to look different right. we're trying so, to do yeah, spreads which is you deal with garbage time you deal with injuries you, you deal with all of this cannot compare any sort of uh analyst picks on on no, like the national just straight up game winners no it's if, different if they're picking winners they 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 could collectively all pick uh a winner which is a 10 point favorite but say that 10 point favorite wins by a touchdown they all get their numbers as a win but in terms mm-hmm. of Vegas, if you're putting units, you didn't cover that. You didn't cover right. if they didn't win by ten. And chances are, if you're taking the money line on the better team every time, of yeah. course you're like that's the thing. They're yeah. literally looking like, right. oh well, this week, uh, well yeah. look, look look at this. I I see that the uh, Bills are playing the uh, just any insert any shit team. Right. You know the Bills I are playing the, the Lions. Well, it's like the Bills are playing the Lions. I'm gonna pick the Bills this week. Right. It's like oh, you went one and zero on that pick. Go go figure. Right. Of course you did. Who wouldn't have taken the Bills in that right. situation? But it, we're talking about points. Right. But covering points is all and different it's so scenario. much more than that. That's why I'm saying it is definitely something to look in the different. Yep. And you know anyone that wants to argue that you can suck my ass. To be honest, yep. and that's what I feel about it. And if we want to just switch real quickly to um, NFL records from last week, yep, um, we'll we'll talk about it again at the NFL. I mean, go ahead, throw them out there. Those interests. Sure, I want to hear yeah, twice. Yeah. I was gonna say we're um, everybody went. We were five hundred or better, so nobody had a losing record as last a, week. Okay, yeah. As a whole, everybody gave out. Um, everyone was five hundred or better. I went five and one NFL. Jesus Christ. Ben went four and four, five hundred. Buzz, you went six and five. So again, you gave out Ugh. the most winners. Yeah, but you were six and five out it's of just eleven being a picks. Pick, so you know. Yep. Yep. Trying to get my body count up, baby. That's right. So on the rec, uh, from the season. <laughs> God, I'm literally just that frat right at the end of a party. Just, just trying to add, pass them stats, baby. I just want to say this. I feel good about my college uh, record, but my NFL record through three weeks right now uh, is 14 and three. <sighs> Yeah, uh, Ben is at so nine. You gotta start and paying this man. Ben's at nine and thirteen. Buzz, you are. Uh, don't tell a, me. A, no, no, this is a big week for you. You're thirteen and fourteen. So again, you've given Brought out the bet. most winners. Wait, I was thirteen, fourteen this week. No, thirteen and fourteen on the season. Oh, I thought you meant this. Week. I was like, well, how many? Damn, yeah. I was like, that's the whole slate. No, <laughs> I got you. No, you were six. You were six and five on the yeah, yeah, last yeah. week, but you're thirteen and fourteen on the year. So you have a good week okay. this week. You're gonna be. You're gonna be positive units. And and that's really that's really all we're trying to do. So you we, know, we're really just trying to break. What really did pad my stats college too? Since we're in the college segment, is uh, this was the uh, buzz correct yourself episode where I realized maybe I went a little too deep drinking. <laughs> Worst part was I went home at a perfectly normal conversation and I felt great. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I will admit I kind of had that uh, that Leonardo 
in um, Wolf of Wall Street mentality mm. where I was like, you know, I will not die sober. It's a mentality you So, want, you know, I was potentially, you know, this is allegedly uh, a bottle deep before we even hit our pick section. Yep. That uh, that does maybe skew your sure your smart decision making. So Absolutely. that's why that week in college I made what twenty one picks or some shit. Yeah, yeah, twenty two picks. Because there'd be like last... one game and I'd be like, I got four picks for this game. I'm gonna get the over right. I'm gonna get the spread right. I'm gonna, I mean, I was just yeah, I that, was that, feeling that, it. That's the thing. You you and Ben give out a ton of picks, mm. more so than I do. Um, so that's I mean, you give out more winners, mm. but. It's a high volume of picks that you guys are throwing out. So basically, me and Ben are like the sluts in high school, and Bean is like the the goody two shoe. Like, yeah. you know, you take it it, it it's is. gonna be a treasure if you hit this, you know. And mm-hmm. we're more like anyone that wants to hit it, hit it, you yeah, know. Boy. So it's a little bit different. You're going quantity over quality. He'd be mm. kind of going quality over quantity. Yeah, mm. trying to be selective. I really trying. I really am. Not very American of you, but all right. So let's let's look at this current slate. For this upcoming Saturday, mm-hmm. really good matchups. I know you don't have this one on there, but no, I feel like it's the first one that pops up. We yeah, gotta go with it, right? We're absolutely gonna start with this one. I like, like Buzzer said, I don't have an official pick on it, but it's a game we gotta talk about. It's a, it's a, it's a matchup of two top ten ranked teams, uh, Penn State, Michigan. Very big mm-hmm. matchup. I know Ben and Buzz have had several Michigan picks this year. They they follow Michigan pretty closely, so this is. I hate him. This is a tasty matchup for them, so I'm intrigued to hear what Buzz has for this game. Well, I'm going to be in all honesty this week with the viewers. I did, which I've admitted before, I've done a little like less research than normal. This was one of more of the down weeks. I've had an insanely busy week. It just the way it worked with work and stuff after you know after work, going to ball games, this and that. I mean, like I've not had much time at home, and I'm going to be honest, I was selfish with my couple hours at home, and I had them. I was pushing my limits with sleep so I could play a little bit of extra man because I had to cave in hey, and buy that hey, man hey, game, you know? Don't caveat the picks. Like, we trust your, your ability to look at the well, game I, and I, look at the numbers. I'm going to look at the game and numbers straight. Teams. But to be, you know, you know yes, but I'm just being honest. When I don't look at injuries, it's so big. And I'm going to be honest, I haven't done that part. Sure. And that is, that's what I'm saying is that is, and to me, that's super important. I will have to say, like, I don't think that, I don't think there's any notable injuries for, the, for But that's the thing is, like, you know, the year before when you're doing this stuff, I'm looking at even just one of the offensive linemen out. Okay, well, who's, yeah. who lines up on that side? Who has the best matchup? Now, you know, like that's why last year we had a pretty insane number on our picks, which was ridiculous because we did that. Yep. But what I'm seeing right now, you got Penn State, you got Michigan. Okay. I think that Penn State has a very, very serviceable defense. Mm -hmm. But I think their offense this year, Clifford has taken leaps and bounds. He truly has, because to be honest, I thought he was pretty scrubbish the last mm-hmm. few years before this. And just for the viewers, uh, the, the sorry, line Clifford the, is yeah, just for, yeah, just for Penn the State. viewers. The yes. line is uh, Michigan, Michigan okay, minus yeah. seven, and the totals forty nine. Yep, and we got a minus two seventy eight on that Michigan money line, which you're saying Penn State is the underdog. What yes. they're saying this, yeah. What I will say is Michigan their their game last week against Indiana is they they won. They did what they needed to do, right? I thought they should have really tuned up on Indiana. It wasn't that different than the Iowa game, and I refuse to sit here and say that Indiana's defense is as good as Iowa's. It's not. 
So that game throws me off, but I also know it's a weekend week out. They played Maryland, right? Very, very close game. That was the one that got me, right? Maryland's got two his little brother there who is a baller, and he's taking big steps too. Mm-hmm. We mentioned it earlier in this podcast, NIL is changing everything too with your transfer report. Everything is different. You have to really, really go in depth. Can I give you one nugget for this game? Yeah, I want to hear it. Penn State is this is a bye week for them. Penn State hasn't played since October first. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what I'm looking right get, here. They, they played got, in North They've got two weeks to prepare for. You know, this you're gonna game. be healthy. You they're know, you're gonna be healthy yeah, at the very least. They've had two. They've had two weeks to get ready for this game. All right, and this is a little another little thing that was kind of messing with me. They're traveling to Michigan, right? They're going yeah. to the Loud House, Ann Arbor. You're talking 110,000 area, 100, 110,000, right? Because what Penn State, I know it's not on their side because it's away. Mm-hmm. They play in that environment every single damn home game. They do. That's what they are. 100, 110,000. They're closer to 110,000. Them and like Michigan are two of the top teams as far as capacity, right? Yep. So noise level isn't anything new to them. So like, I mean, yes. It's a, you know they're not going to quiet down a little bit more when they're on offense by any means that is it is a factor yep. but yep. they're used to this this is what they do mm-hmm. um, so I kind of it's still you got to give a little favor to Michigan for being home obviously but I do kind of take a little bit out just for the fact that Penn State knows this environment they're okay with it they're okay with a lot of noise you're weekend and week out you play with a hundred thousand plus in your home yeah right now what I'm sitting at I like the plus seven Penn State. And that is what I'm going to go with for my pick. What scares me is to see what Michigan could do. Because, like, last, don't get me wrong, it's not that they weren't putting up points, but they weren't putting up that much really what I think they are capable of compared yep. to their big leaps this year offensively. But I think if you look, yeah, I'm looking right now, team stats. I think you're going to – I think you stay away from the fact that Michigan store, scores 43 points a game. Even Penn State scoring 34.4 because it's beginning of the year. The competition's mm. a little bit weird. But when you really look at it, Penn State's played much better competition than Michigan. Far and away, this is Michigan's toughest game. Yeah. Oh, Michigan, the next best game they played tough-wise was Iowa. Yep. And Penn Iowa State, doesn't have the, all, the Penn State's playing Auburn. They're State play, and again, I'm not saying that overall Penn State. I mean, I think Iowa's probably maybe between both sides that they played. Iowa and Auburn. Auburn's going to beat Iowa, in my opinion. Yep. So I think in Penn State just shellacked Auburn. Wasn't even close. Yeah. 41-12. Absolutely. That's an SEC And score. Auburn's offense isn't great by any means. So holding 12 is still impressive. It's not great, but just scoring 41 on that defense right. is good. Exactly. So I go plus seven here. Yep. That that would have been my lean for the game. I'm not making an official pick, but um, I was actually telling Buzz off, off mic that I, I, I realized I've been fading – Big Ten almost as much as I've been fitting the Pac-12, uh, which isn't by design, but but it's tough. That though. is what it is. Yeah, hey, I, not by design, but the designs worked for you. But looking at this, looking at this game, I would agree. That's if I was ever to make a pick, my lean would be Penn State, and I would probably buy up just to give them seven and a half in case they, in case they lose by a late touchdown. But I really, I really like uh, Penn State. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think seven's a big number for them to cover. I got gotcha. you. All right, so the next game that we have on the docket, I'm not sure if you have a pick for it, is um, Auburn at Ole Miss. So I'm looking at it right now. I know you took Ole Miss last week, and I believe they cashed for they you. They did. So that's why I wanna, I wanna toss this one up to you. Mm-hmm. And if we're looking at it right now, you see Auburn one and five against the spread this year. Yep. It's a bad, Ole Miss bad three number. and three. It is something to think about. Yep. I mean, not saying that's everything, but it is something to think about. Right. Now, to be honest, that's, if a, Auburn, rec- that's if, a record within the record. Like you look at the right. overall record, then you look at the you look at record. against the spread. Yes. You know, yes. and honestly, I'm one of those. Like I just it is what it is. If that was zero and six, I'd probably go with Auburn just for the fact that 
you could do for one, right? Yep. One in five, though, is like, yeah, you had your one. So that kind of makes me think differently. But I think Auburn, I was going to say Auburn defense, you know, saw it, right? Mm-hmm. I think Ole Miss offense is better than Penn State, and Penn State put up uh, 42, I believe, yep. or 41 against them, right? Yeah. This is the thing that gets me right here. I don't like the 15 and a half spread necessarily. It's a sharp number from Vegas. Uh, I know, and I don't like it. But the over-under, again, uh, what I'm worried about is Auburn doesn't score a damn point. Mm-hmm. Well, I was they shouldn't, they'll score a point, but I, I could, Auburn scores 14 maybe, right? Mm-hmm. But I'll say it's also, I think Ole Miss's defense, when you're looking at who they're playing, it's lower because of who they're playing. Like their numbers, you know what I mean? Like yep. how many points they've given up. Yep. So for this game, I'm going to take the over 55. And wow. yeah, because I'm going to go. I know it's risky. Don't like that. Because I I know, but I'm I think that Ole Miss will go out and put up forty two on their own. Look at Auburn's last five. That's a tough last five to open your season. And look how many numbers are given up. Tough. That's, what was yeah, the total? Look at that though. That's tough. Fifty five. And what I'm also going to take is You're averaging twenty. Yeah, and this is probably where I go. This is my. This is what always gets me. Is where I go either one and one, maybe zero and two. Very rarely two and zero, but. I did it with Tennessee last week. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to take also the minus 15 and a half okay. Ole Miss. That's, I like that better It's ballsy. It's ballsy. You know why I'm taking the total, though? Because I really do think Ole Miss is going to come out, and I think they're going to throw all over this Auburn defense. Yeah, I mean. I I'm, think Jackson Dar is, needs to, he's got to improve his numbers, his inter- touchdown-interception mm-hmm. ratio. Yeah. I think this is where he does it. I, I think that he's going to go out there and do all right. The 55 is a sketchy one. I'll admit that is the one that, you know what, realistically, yeah. let's be smart about this, Cody. I'm taking that as my unofficial. The over-under, so I'm taking that. Yes, that. I'm going to take okay. that as my unofficial. I need to be smart about this. We just talked about it. I need yeah. to be smart about it. Okay. I'm going to take the minus 15 and a half old miss. The unofficial is the over 55. Yep. I like it. That's. Am I going to be pissed off and throw shit if they don't match the minus 15 and a half and get the over 55? Of course I will. But as of now, I'm going to go with my official yep. Minus 15 and a half. Yep. And that, that over, though, I do like it. I think that's one of those ones that's just begging you to go over because I know it's 55 seems like a lot in college football. Or it seems like a lot in football. But in college, it's not that much. When you have a team like Ole Miss, it's not that much. Yep. It's really not. If they can put up 30. Ole Miss, plus, I yeah. bet Ole Miss throws up. I would be shocked if Ole Miss didn't throw up bare minimum 35 on their so own. Now, so now the caveat with that game is I'm saying, like, if you – if you think this could go over 55... I think definitely it will. That's why I'm like... I sh- I'm going on official because I'm a little bit sketched, but I think Ole Miss wins this for sure. But that's definite, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, So if you think this goes over 55, then you have to think Mississippi is winning by 16. Right. If well, that's why I had... If you think Mississippi's getting the majority That's why of I had them paired together before, yep. but that's why now I'm taking away that because maybe, you know, Auburn only puts up 12. Yep. And maybe Ole Miss puts up, you know, 35 on their... Or, right. You know, 35 on their... Right. So... They're going to be underneath that 55, yep. but they're yep. still doing all right. So I'm going to stick with that for now. Would I'm you got anything you for back. this one? I've taken you back. No, I'm not picking this one, but I've got you official for Ole Miss 15 and a half. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's the, probably the best pick for the game. The next one that we have teed up in the 12 o'clock window is Kansas. The darling mm. of the podcast. Kansas has risen to 19th in the country. Even after losing that game, that yep. was a tough one. Yep. They were right there. Yep. They lost to TCU last week, but TCU has also proven to be a darling this year. They're, TCU now, is very good. Was Daniels there for the whole game that time? He went out in the second quarter. Okay, that's what I thought. So, like, that's a huge, in my opinion, they lost, but they lost because Daniels out. And Daniels out again, correct? He's out again. Okay, so that's enough for me. I'm going to stay away from this pick because of that, because as far as I know, on the other side, 
um, I believe it. Yeah, Gabriel. He is. I think he's coming back, but he's questionable as yep. well. And yep. like, he has been balling. I mean, even yep. for that team not doing well, look at that. Eleven touchdowns, no picks. Yeah. Twelve hundred fifteen yards on one hundred thirty-three ten. I mean, the dude is balling. Yep. If he comes back, it changes things. But where there's too much up in the air with a quarterback situation, this is this yep. is one of those ones I fade and stay away from. Yeah. Not bother with you know. This is one, that this down. is one that I'm I'm really nervous if anything, about. I like the under. This is one that I'm really nervous about, but I think I'm going to take it just because of what we've seen from Oklahoma. Oklahoma, everything about their program is trending down. They're mm-hmm. they're Lincoln Riley leaving and yeah. taking those players yeah. that really yeah. are everything about that program is pessimistic. It's bad. They just got shut out last week in a in a massive game, the Red River rivalry. They got shut out by Texas. Shut Which out. I should have just stuck with my gut feeling when I said the under on that because I thought Texas defense yeah. was too good. And you were all over Texas and you didn't take it. You just took the over, I think, to be safe. Yeah. And, and I, well, I say to be safe is the one I skeptical yeah. about. I really I really think I, I screwed myself overthinking that. It's yeah. truly what it was. Yeah. First time in Oklahoma's history to have back to back weeks of 30 plus points, losses, like deficit. Yeah, yeah, they're, yep. they're not there right now. Yeah, so they're not look, there so right you now. Look at that, like they're like, sleepwalking yeah, so, through this damn year. So, I mean. so can't yeah. They are still Oklahoma, landing recruits though. Oklahoma, they their last they two games, they lost. They gave up fifty-five to TCU. Mm-hmm. They lost by thirty-one. Back-to-back games, they've lost by thirty-one and forty-nine. Kansas, regardless of their thirty-eight, thirty-one <laughs> loss to TCU, like they're still five and one. Their program has. All the optimism in the world. Mm-hmm. I know they're coming in with a backup because I don't believe Jalen Daniels is playing. And I'm not just saying this because of his last name. But Kansas, their backup quarterback, his last name is uh, Jason Bean. Mm, makes you want to go with it. And he came in after Jalen Daniels got hurt early in that game against TCU. And he threw for 262 yards. Four touchdowns, one interception. Mm-hmm. He led them, and he put up numbers. Well, you tell me that is already taking me away from something I was about to say. Two things really fast. Mm-hmm. I want to say we should get. I don't know if you're putting them in there unofficial picks. We should put I'm not on putting a, unofficial picks in. I think we should get another set. We can do it later on, but we should get another separate, like just off to the side, like a different, you know, mm-hmm. whole different category, basically of. Yep. The unofficial picks, where because we don't know, it's usually yeah. when an official pick comes. Most of the times, because you don't know the f- situation till the game yep. starts. Because yep. I'll tell you right now, until you told me that little nugget, which is good to know. If I knew Gabriel, even with that though, if Gabriel's starting, then I'm not touching anything on this game. If yep. Gabriel is not starting, and Daniels isn't starting, mm-hmm. even with that, but now that nugget changes things with that quarterback. Yep. I'm going to take the under at 60, under 64. Yep. I don't think either team is going to be a crazy offensive power to go over that. I don't either. Without their two starting quarterbacks. But but they're both, well, potentially both missing their starting quarterbacks. Yep. So that's why they're putting them at this. And I think Kansas. Kansas. Wow. Well, I think it's because Gabriel's probably going to be starting. He's more likely to start, and Daniels isn't. That's why I'm saying the unofficial pick would be kind of cool to have. Because it's those ones like depending on this, barring this player, you know, starting, yeah. that does change things. You're not making these like live pick, and that's you know like Especially once we get big enough, we can do these live shit on Instagram. You can that. see your live. Yeah, well, exactly. If Gabriel's if Gabriel's there though, then I'm not touching over under. If mm-hmm. if Gabriel isn't there and they got two backup quarterbacks going, yep. I don't care what that backup quarterback quarterback did at the end of the day against TCU. Yep. Not that it's not great. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's a good nugget to know because he more stay away, but. If both are out, then I'm going under 100%. Yep. If Gabriel's in, I'm not touching anything on this game. So unofficially, I would go under 
assuming Gabriel and Daniels are both out. Yep. If Gabriel starts, I don't touch a single thing about this damn game. Not a, not worth it at all, in my opinion. I'm giving an official pick on this game, knowing that Jalen Daniels out. I've been very high on Kansas. I love them. I feel like their trajectory as a team is much more optimistic than Oklahoma's. Oklahoma is Oklahoma's on a three-game bender. Oklahoma lost at home to Kansas State, gave up 41 to Kansas State. Then they got, went to TCU, got blown out, gave up 55. And then they got blown out at home in the Red River rivalry by 49-0. to zero. They're absolutely mm. down in the dumps. I think Kansas is too good of a team right now to come into this game and lose by double digits. Mm-hmm. So I'm officially taking Kansas plus nine. I think they cover that number. I think they just have a, a ton more optimism within their program mm-hmm. versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma has big expectations every year, and they've fell so flat of them this year. I can't imagine the morale in that locker room is super high. Mm-hmm. Kansas is coming in, even though they lost their first game last week. They lost to TCU, who... Mm. TCU is as as high as anybody right now. TCU is rolling, so that's not mm-hmm. a loss that you feel bad about. And I think I think TCU, even if and they, it's a close game with your starter out, yeah. so you got reason to be more right. optimistic. So I even think I even think if Kansas finds himself down late in this game, maybe by ten, maybe by fourteen, it all all it takes is a late meaningless touchdown mm. to cover plus nine. <laughs> but I, I do think Kansas is going to hang in this game. And potentially win it outright just based right. on but based on Oklahoma right now. I, I don't hate it. It's just with Gabriel. Him. If Gabriel there or not, yep. that's what gets me. Yep. Is it Gabriel? Is what gets me. Yep. Um, so I'm taking Kansas plus nine. That I, I like it. On the, I like it. I'm gonna stay away from it, but I like it. Uh, yeah. Like I said, my unofficial. I don't know if you're starting this week. If not, we can do it in the future. But I really think we should start an unofficial because barring injury, because we're doing this on the fly. It's tough when you're not doing it right before. Because when right, when we go up to the game, if I see Gabriel isn't playing. Yep. Then I'm take not only am I gonna take the under, I'm gonna sit there and parlay that with the spread for Kansas. Yep. Maybe even the money line for Kansas really juice myself. Yep. If both are out. But if Gabriel's there, I'm not taking that chance because Gabriel is a baller and I'm not gonna take that chance. I on mean I, I mean I do feel like we're as close as we can get to being exact. Like we're we're doing well, we th- Friday night. I know, but we think that all the time. How many times do we go the next day and it says right. just found out now he's not playing. Right. They're doing game time decisions. Game time decisions are too often right. in football because these injuries are so all it, the time. So, so it makes anything, it super tough. That's why I like the unofficial an official, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Official it's important because you're still making your bet. Sit with what you do. I get it. Right. You know, you make your red line and type deal. But it's also just that's why I think the unofficial is kind of a cool idea because it's like we don't know enough to go for sure. You can't just do an unofficial because well, there's no yeah. reason, no injuries, no, I just think. But, you know, if there's, like, games right. like this, this is the perfect unofficial spot, so you know I what I mean? So I think maybe instead of doing unofficial picks, we would just say, this is your pick unless this ends up being the scenario game day. Right. So well, you, I thought that'd so, be more work so, for you so, putting the picks up, more work for you no, to no, figure no, that so, shit so, out. No, so we can, say, we can say, like, we you can give an official pick and say, but if this, if this quarterback is out, I don't want it. Yep. And then... You know, once I'm doing the review for all the picks, if I see that that quarterback was out, we'll just take the pick out. Mm-hmm. And if he was in, the pick stands because I don't, I don't, I just don't know how we grade. I, see, if I just you, don't know how we grade unofficial picks. Like, are we gonna like glorify unofficial picks? Because like, no, I don't think there. I don't think there's. I don't even think there's not, something we put in the in the graphics or anything. I think right. it's more or less just talking the podcast. Like, yeah, right. you would have done this if you knew. It right. was something to getting picks in as early as possible too, because the lines move. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so, 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 so for like this game would be the, like what you're talking about. Like, being if that's 
that's the way you do it and like you think you could like manage to like get the nose down and everything which again i don't want to put extra on you but like what i would say is if gabriel starts mm-hmm. i don't touch this if gabriel doesn't start and dan doesn't start and both starting quarterbacks are out i'm going under i'm yep. going under 60 it's too much yep. with both quarterbacks on with gabriel there it's enough that oklahoma could still score enough to make that over go and i don't yeah. want to mess with it Right, but would, with would, with him would, out, I go under. I would rather do those stipulations mm-hmm. than do an unofficial pick. So I just don't know how we. I don't mind it. it. I, I think my thing is, is I think pick. it's extra work for you, and that's on you. If you want to do it, you don't care. Sure, because no. what I'm telling you right now is, I like I, as long as Gabriel doesn't yeah. start, I like the under. Yeah. If he starts, I don't touch no. this game. I don't care if it's a little more work for me. I'd rather I'd rather get your insight on it. You say mm-hmm. if this, I want it. If this, I don't. And then so, if that doesn't happen, we take it out. And if it does happen, then it's a live pick. There you go. Major bean flickers here. Yep. Here for the people, for the podcast, for his co-host. That's right, baby. True team player. Mm-hmm. I, it's like bring, you know, downsizing them contracts and make sure it all goes well. Yeah. That's what we're doing right now. That's right. So what's your yeah. next game? Because I'm looking at one, and I don't know if you have anything else on the 12 o'clock slate, though. I do. I do. Okay, so hit me with it because it's probably the one I'm looking at. Very next game, uh, 12 o'clock, Iowa State mm-hmm. at... Texas. Okay, that's what I had up. And All this right. one, you know what? If you don't mind being, we'll run through the line real quick. It's minus 15 and a half Texas. So mm-hmm. that'd be a minus 800 money line for them. Yep. Over under at 48 and a half. Vance, you might as well. He is the in house <laughs> Texas boy. He's been oh. a Texas boy. Don't forget also, I always remind him, he owes me $200 from way back in high school. <laughs> That, you know, that listen to the story. You yeah, hit, talk about bar injury, but we picks. didn't. But again, we that didn't was put an that official bet if Cole McCoy got injured. So I agree, but that was not in the contract. So the stipulations. So listen to this. Yes, listen to this. Yeah, he's always he's always been a Longhorn fan, Texas boy. So what I'm saying here, though, and I will say to be honest, if it wasn't for liking to fuck with Evan a lot or Vance here with a lot, I. Uh, I would like Texas way more than I do. I, I actually I do still do like him. I just like to mess with him. You know what I mean? But no, I do. Lo- I love the idea of Texas football in general. I just absolutely love it. And I, lo- I mean, Texas is just that. I like the, I like their colors. I like the way like their you know like their atmosphere there. I love the orange. You know, I like that uh, that the orange they got there. You know, like it really does. Like the I like that. Orange, yeah, yeah, I like that team in so many ways. And I just mess around with them just because you know same way I've been with the Steelers. I don't actually have anything against the Steelers. But do I like to like act like they suck and like to mess with them? Because Ben, of course, same way with him. But I actually do like the Longhorns. Like I do like Texas as a program. And actually, Vance, we've had this conversation before. Like you talked about Notre Dame. You're like, there's some things I like about Notre Dame. You just like to mess with me. It's just like the idea of it. So with that said, though, I want Vance to start this out. Throw out your pick here. Almost like your first celebrity guest pick, right? Maybe hit a college game day style, get our celebrity picks. We'll throw it. What I'll do you think, Vance? Here, we got one pick from you. Maybe we just start texting you and say, give me one pick this week. See how many you can go on one or two picks, you know? Maybe just maybe all year in Texas. Well, that'd but be what do you easy what one. do you got right Texas. here, though? And I want to remind you before you go, look right here. Iowa State's defense has been that team. Mm. Defensively, they are that team. And But you have viewers back in Texas. So I know cards up here on the board, but yours is back. You He's want to talk about a program on the incline. Finally. Be, finally, after a long drought. But Texas is back. They are they are here. They're the real deal. Yep. I absolutely love them in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, 15 and a half is a big spread. Yeah. But Iowa State, as you were just pointing out, they're built around defense, low scoring, and they're not going to be able to match up with Texas in that regards to control the gameplay. And Texas should be, should comfortably be able to cover that. I I would think 
I would think it should be for most of the part of the game a two a two touchdown game and they that they would pull away late. Five is how and I one against the, the spread going. this year. Yeah, and uh, something to look at. I mean, definitely love a money line. There's no real units to be made there. Minus right. No, but understandably, but, you like them there. And then for the over under, that's a you know that's a risky play there because uh, I think the Texas is going to control the game pretty good. So if they can mm. jump out 20 points early by half or whatever. You can see them play real slow in the second yep. half. And Bijan Robinson there. Uh, I don't want to say his name. I think it's yeah, Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson, Robinson yeah. 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 That's someone that can control that game. And even if he doesn't get a right. bunch of yards because that Iowa State defense is good, mm-hmm. he'll sit there and pound away three, you know, three, four yards a clip, yep. enough to keep the clock ticking, enough yep. to keep moving up, get Ewers a chance to open Quinn it up Ewers a little bit. Ewers back healthy, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, the over-under, I don't hate the over, honestly. Just because Texas could, I could see Texas scoring 35 points in this game by themselves, 40 points, and having it be a blowout uh, with a real low-scoring Iowa State game. But I could see, I see more of like a 30 to seven, something like that. Okay. With, where then they don't hit that, so I would go under. I would probably under and spread for Texas. Okay. So now that we've kind of established unofficial picks too, I feel like I can't even do this unofficial pick because I don't even want it on there. I just think. Uh, maybe I should just... I feel like I have to take it now. You have to put your balls on the table. I kind of like... I actually like to say I'm a believer in Texas this year. More than so in the past. Texas Tech, though, has a high-scoring offense. Texas's defense, they failed them. They gave it 37. That's how they lost, right? Yes. Passing but their defense is good, but it wasn't good enough. Iowa State's a different story where your offense isn't going to be a problem. It's going to be what can they do defensively. And I think that they're going to spend too much time on that field to uphold what they've been doing defensively. That's why I'm not going to, like I said, don't even put this down as an unofficial pick or anything, but that's why I'm going to fade this game because realistically, I do think a smart pick, in my opinion, is to take plus plus 15 and a half on Iowa State's side. Mm In the sense that they can do the same on offense and just control the clock, run the ball, and try to keep viewers off the field. Mm-hmm. But that's why I don't want to touch this game because if they don't do that, they're going to be in some trouble. Because Texas yeah. is, has a good defense too. Yeah, they're going to get more opportunities than most teams they've been playing. Yep. And that extra opportunities, you only give so many of those until that offense capitalizes. Yep. So yeah. I, I fade this game because of that, but I don't hate the idea of looking at that fifteen and a half spread for Iowa State. Okay. I'm going to keep this really short and sweet because uh, I already had this on my pick list and I have to piss. So, mm-hmm. But I'm I'm taking Texas 15 and a half. I'm all in on Texas. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I do like it. They're at home. I think they're the better team. I don't hate it. That's why I stayed away from this one. Yeah. I even think if this game, this game could be, this game could be a 10 point game late. I would say it's hovering close. Texas gets the, the go ahead touchdown to, to push it over. But I also think Texas, I think Texas is going to control it the whole way. I don't think Iowa State can hold a candle to them offensively. And defensively, I think Texas is right there with them. Texas played Bama 2019. Yes. No, defense. Was, no, yeah. I agree. I think that's right. I think, I, I I think Texas at home, the way they're playing, Quinn Ewers back. Texas is a real deal this year. I think they find a way to win this by 16. I'm taking Texas. When, you, when you're talking about momentum of programs like you yes. were earlier, too, Texas yeah. is a really good example of that with it, like with their recruiting right? class coming in and the energy around the program. Yeah. And you know, to be honest, if they hadn't, if Texas hadn't dropped that game to Texas Tech, I'd be all over the minus 15 and a half. It was a fact they drop that game that i know that's a better offense but it makes me a little skeptical so while bean takes a piss here it's still me and uh vance chilling vance you might as well take that chair just for a minute so you can have that mic uh while we wait 
let's go to the next game. The next game on the slate, we might have something else too. But I've just been kind of like looking around, and you know, I don't mess with the Miami Vite. That sounds like it'd be good in the beginning, but Miami has just suffered and dropped, and they are nothing this year. So I honestly thought this might be one of those years. Uh, next game he's got on the slate over here is Tennessee. He's got Tennessee. Tennessee, Tennessee Bama. That's a great one to look at. Um, game. This is definitely game of the week. Yeah. You got Tennessee, Bama. This is your game of the week. No doubt. This is definitely. I mean, there's some other really good games really going good on. Games. There's this, some really good. But this is, is the, the game. This is where all eyes are. Um, Everyone's expecting Tennessee to turn the tide on. On Alabama. just how they've been playing against them, too. But what I'm looking at right now, and this is, again, why I have to go down to, and I'm going to look at it in a second is you got to look at uh, on injuries on this game. In my opinion, this is where you're looking. So we're going to take that real quick, and uh, we'll go from there. So as far as injuries go for this for this game, though, Tillman being out is a factor. Mm-hmm. Huge factor. Young not being healthy, at least fully, is a factor. I think the X factor in this game, and the only way you don't go plus nine Tennessee, is can Will Anderson pull out that like defensive performance of his career, his Heisman hopeful as a defensive player. I don't I won't throw my eggs in that basket. I'm going plus nine Tennessee. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. You're plus rocking nine, that plus nine. Yeah, plus nine Tennessee is the way to go. Cedric Tillman is mm-hmm. a beast of a receiver for Tennessee. He's a huge part of that offense, but He's been out for the past two weeks, and mm-hmm. Tennessee has proven they can hang points without him. They've they've scored thirty eight and forty mm-hmm. in their last two games against Florida, exactly, and LSU, two non slouch defenses. Uh, they've got a secondary receiver who's who's turned up as a number one receiver, Jalen Hyatt. Mm-hmm. He's Putting up huge numbers. They have a run game. I think it's a nod to Hooker, by the way, real quick. Yeah. Tennessee quarterback. Yes. I think he's one of those. Hendon he'll make people good around him yeah. either way. Yeah, Hendon Hooker is very good. He can throw the ball. He can run the ball if he mm-hmm. needs to. I really like Tennessee at home catching nine points. Like, if you if you think Tennessee is getting blown out at home, I just, I just don't see it. Even no. If, even if Bryce Young plays... It's going to be a stretch for Alabama to win this by 10+. plus. If, um, if, if Bryce Young doesn't play, I feel amazing about the plus 9. Oh, but I'm if, sold on the plus 9 if he's not in there. But even if, even if Jalen Hurt, or even if he do, if Bryce Young does play, Tennessee plus 9. Throwback with the Hurt. I know. I've been high on Tennessee all year. I same, think, same. I, th- I think Tennessee covers 9. That's a that's a huge number for, for the number six team in the country to hmm. cover at their home field. There's just a team that's been building, too. They've been waiting to explode. And this yep. this is that year, and this is the game. Yep. Again, that doesn't mean they win it. Yeah. But plus nine, right. I can't imagine this game coming down to, like, let's be real, when you're talking Bama, Tennessee, it is yeah. a blowout if you go over it. They lose by nine. Yep. They go, they lose by, I know it's nine, so kind yeah. of ten is close enough. Yep. That's kind of a blowout if you're saying they lost by more than two scores. Right. I don't, I, I know it doesn't normally sound that way, but just because of these two evenly matched teams. Yep. I got to go plus nine, like you said, with that. I think I feel good with full it. strength plus nine is still a very good play. Mm, I do, now, too, now knowing the, but knowing full strength, I would be a little more. Now knowing that Bryce Young is even a question mark, yep. if he somehow doesn't play, I would put my house on, on Tennessee plus mm-hmm. nine at home. I like it. I, I like love it. Tennessee. I bet them last week they were 
they were small favorites against LSU, and they absolutely blew them out. Mm-hmm. 40 to 13, they were two and a half. It wasn't even favorites. close. It wasn't even close. Never was close. Yeah, and I actually went to it on that one. I took that. Uh, I can't remember the over under which one I took, but yeah. I took the points. Yeah. Uh, the, took minus the points, two and a half. I took the under, and it, yeah. it leaked over. That was one I got on both of them. So, yeah. uh, but Tennessee is Tennessee's a very good team. That's that's so many points to be given them. Mm-hmm. Plus, plus nine. Too I'll, much. I'll take it all day. Yeah, too much. Next game. 3.30, coming to you from Fort Worth, Texas, mm. which is a home game for your TCU Horn Frogs. They're taking on Oklahoma State Cowboys. This game right here is a shootout, in my opinion. We're looking at a plus four, uh, excuse me, minus four for TCU, yeah. as in they are favored to win this game. Could be the funnest game of the week. I think this watch. is going to be a fun game to watch, especially as your average fan that wants to right. see some scoring. You're not as worried about that defense. Yeah, This is a game you're sitting there watching. Um, I got I, I I got the over at sixty eight and a half. I know it that it is a big number even for college. It is, yeah. but this yeah. these are two teams that really quick just just also how close they are forty six point four points per game for both teams. Yes, defensively points allowed twenty four point eight for Oklahoma State twenty three point eight for TCU. Right. It's a one point difference. Yep. The only really big difference you see is just total yards offensively for TCU. They're about 50 more. Um, and Oklahoma State gives out about 20 more on defense. So that does lean a little towards TCU. Again, probably why they're the minus four and they're the favorite. They're at home, yeah. But I'm not looking at that. I'm looking at this over-under. It's a clear day. It's a 74 and partly sunny. Yep. That is enough for your offense to fire where they got to fire. I'm looking at the over 68 and a half. If they don't score 35 apiece in general, I'd be mm-hmm. pretty shocked. I like the over 68 and a half. What do you got, Bean? I'm right there with you, man. That's... That's the only pick in this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, both teams have been really good covering the spread. Mm-hmm. Um, TCU at home, you'd probably give them the lean. But Oklahoma State, 8-8 eight, eight in the country, they've they've earned their flowers. They've, they've proven everything that they've done this season to, to let you know that they're going to score, they're going to be in this game. And mm-hmm. if you assume that they're going to be in this game and TCU is going to get theirs, this goes over. This goes over 68 and a half. There's no way this is a low-scoring game. Zero chance. I feel that. I love I love over 68 and a half. I love that play. Good call. Good call. So now we're sitting here. I think it's a consensus, and I think it's a great one. The next game that I have, and I'm telling you right now, I'm fading this game, but I think it's a great game just to quickly mention. Yep. North Carolina State, they're taking on Syracuse Orange. It is in Syracuse, New York. So it's a home game for Syracuse, but guess what? I'm looking at it. Syracuse competition wise i think that north carolina state hasn't beat they got florida state who they beat by two not a pushover team this year clemson they lost they lost by 10 i was honestly surprised that that defense gave up 30 to clemson because clemson's offense has been suspect here and there um quarterback play you expecting more from that five-star recruit i'm not gonna pretend to know it like how to pronounce his name it's uh you know dj whatever DJ ukulele. Yeah, yeah ukulele right that's kind of where we're at with it. I don't know. Yeah. But I tell you right now, he hasn't been what we thought. At least I didn't think. I thought he'd be more. Um, so I just stay away from this game because also NC State, that that secondary is nice for them. I mean, that is a like a veteran solid secondary. That's why they held Texas Tech to 14. Yep. And that's not a pushover team. Um, yep. If you want to look at comparisons, they both beat the piss out of UConn. But, man, not a great team either Punk way. That's the only shit. one you really have to – that's the only one you have to compare. So I think that Syracuse had a quality, couple quality wins. You know, they beat Virginia. They beat Purdue. Good game. They beat Louisville, too, and they beat them pretty good, um, which is, you know, quality, some quality wins, but nothing like blow, you know, blow me out of the water. 
But then I'm looking at NC State again. I think Texas Tech, Clemson, and FSU, that's a better schedule. Um, sure. And, you know, they only lost one of those, and it was only by 10 to Clemson. So, but the problem here is, would I probably take plus three and a half NC State? Sure. Is it enough to, again, this is, we talked about the unofficial picks. There's nothing here where I can say officially, you know, unofficially, if this player doesn't play, I don't have that. That's why I'm going to say just fading it. I'm just fading it because it's not like the Oklahoma game where I can give the unofficial depending on the quarterback. Right. I'm fading this one completely. I will just say, I don't think it's terrible. I think that NC State will win this game. I do. I think NC State is going to win this game yeah. outright. I think the plus three and a half is a safe bet no matter what, but plus 140 on that money line, you might as well just take the plus three and a half. I mean, yeah. but the over-under is a little, you know, it's at 42 again. It's, it's low for a reason because both teams can play solid defense. Yeah. But Syracuse plays solid defense against subpar teams. So, but I also think NC State's offense, pretty weak. So I'm just staying away from it. It's just, it's one of those games that's not worth it to me. In that opinion, but it's worth bringing up because it's 18 yeah. versus 15. It's yeah. going to be a fun game to watch. I'm going to enjoy watching it. Yep. But I'm going to stay away from this one. Did you take a pick or not? No, I I completely agree with everything you said. Mm-hmm. I think if you're you're betting on this game, you're reaching, or you're a fan of one of the two teams. There's yeah, I don't think you bet outside of there's that. There's no angle to be seen on either of these teams. They NC State has definitely played a better schedule, but they haven't done enough with that schedule to let you know that they're going to dominantly take this game. Syracuse is home, so you give them three points built in for that, but they they haven't beat anybody good, man. Like, I just, hmm. there's no way I'm putting units on this game. Zero chance. I think both of these are fraudulent ranked teams. I, I think by the end of the season, you're going to see both of these teams unranked. Or maybe one of them still ranked. I think NC State will be able to stick in that. Yeah. Because of their defense. That's possible. Yeah, um, I, I think th- they I, could hang in the top 25. I think there's a chance you see both unranked. But I'm not confident either way, though. I, I agree, right. yeah. But at the very least, I think one of them could be ranked. and I think it's just with the ACC being yeah. somewhat... I mean, they're stronger this year than the past. Yep. But NC State already played two of their toughest teams or probably the two toughest teams they'll play yeah. this is the third really with syracuse i mean top of the standings is clemson syracuse florida state nc state yep nc state already played florida state beat them they lost by 10 to clemson now they have syracuse you know the top three so i think nc state that's why i think they could hang in that i just you haven't seen enough of playing good teams for syracuse to know to be fair yeah so i don't know i, I mean the, the teams they need to beat, they take care of them so i'll give them that um, but yeah, now stay for away from this game. I don't know what you have next, and I doubt you have this one, and I'm not going to even do much on it at all. It's going to take about 10 seconds to say Wisconsin, Michigan State, the over-under at 49.5. I'm not officially taking this game. I'm just going to say really quick, I don't think it'd be a terrible idea to hit that under because I think that Wisconsin is not going to score shit because they never do. I mean, they they did beat up on Northwestern, but I think that's a fluke, and I don't think you look at the points they scored that game and say they can score. Yep. Because guess what? You look at it. They scored four. Uh, they scored forty-two that game. They scored ten the game before. They scored twenty-one the game before that. Yep. They scored sixty cents against New Mexico State. Yep. They scored fourteen against Washington. So I like the under. I like the under. That's simply all I'm going to say about the game. Official pick. Um. You know what? I didn't want to. Now this is why I'm a slut. Is yeah, I get pressured. Peer pressure. Easy. Yeah. Not I take the pressure. under. Forty-nine and a half. I take the under. Wisconsin, so, Michigan State. I'll take the under. I didn't even want to. I just want to quickly point out. I don't think it's a terrible pick, but why not? Forty-nine. Forty-nine and a half. 
Wisconsin, Michigan State. I'll take the under. I don't really want to mess with that game, but you know, I'll take the peer pressure and be a dirty little slut. Next game, what do you have on this slate? Next, next game that I want to talk to about, and Ben would be proud. Uh, I'm looking at Arkansas BYU. Oh, I I went through that and skipped it because yeah. I don't want to touch it. But you go ahead. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it hard. Is Jefferson back? KJ Jefferson's back. He's okay. Playing this week. Healthy. He, he practiced. Any idea? All, he practiced all week. So I believe KJ Jefferson is going to be back. Mm-hmm. And that coupled with the fact that BYU. Uh, I mean, outside of... They have done nothing impressive this outside, year outside, outside of the of Baylor win. Versus Baylor, yeah, they got smashed Which by Which Baylor Oregon. has a shitty defense, yep. and they managed to sneak 26 on them. Yep. I'm mostly looking at the last two games by BYU. They played Utah State at home. Utah State's absolutely trash. And they beat them by 12. They gave up 26 to Utah State. And then on top of that, they compiled... They played U- they played Notre Dame in a neutral site. Notre Dame has had their struggles this year. And Notre Dame beat them 28-20. Mm-hmm. Arkansas kind of has the, the veil that they are not a good team because they've lost three straight. But their three straight losses have been to three ranked teams. They've lost to Texas A&M. They ran the gauntlet. Yeah, they lost to Texas A&M, A&M by Bama. two. They lost to Alabama by 23. Three. Yep. And then they got smashed by Mississippi State when K.J. Jefferson didn't play. 23 again, though. And I will say again in the Bama game, uh, they got smacked in the fourth quarter. But Bama's There's Bama, a, too. Bama, Bama, Bama is the better team there. Let's yep. be real. So I'm looking at this. I'm looking at BYU's schedule. I don't bet BYU ain't beating them teams. I'm looking at BYU and how they've played against the team that they've played, and I just don't know how they handle an SEC team as Arkansas coming into this game, playing the teams they played. I think Arkansas is used to a tougher game than BYU is. So I think when it comes down to it, Arkansas is, I believe, Arkansas is catching one Mm. in this game. So Their defense isn't see, strong this year, though. That's what makes me fade it. That's what makes me fade it. So I want to keep listening to your pick. I want to say it real quick. That's yeah. why I'm fading it. Their defense. Yeah. If they had a stronger defense, I would go Arkansas. And honestly, your your money is on money lines. Minus 105, right. but you're talking spreads minus 110, yep. 115. Yep. You take the money line for Arkansas. I still don't hate it, but I'm yep. staying away from this game. I'm... I'm gonna stay away from it too against my better judgment. I know if Benny well, take your pick. I, I don't want to talk you know, out of it. No, no, I'm just I know, curious. I know if Benny was here, he would take Arkansas. He's been high. Oh, on for Arkansas. sure. And I don't think it's a bad pick. And I think Arkansas With is Jefferson a better back. team. I don't think BYU is is. Capable I could see them honestly shitting on BYU. I don't think BYU is capable of handling an SEC team, but it's just a it's kind of an ugly game in the sense that. KJ Jefferson's coming back. BYU is at home, so they're you're probably gonna get their best. I don't it's a tough one. If I had a lean, I would lean I would love Arkansas money line, but mm-hmm. same deal. In That's where I lean. I'm trying to cherish my record right now. I'm not putting that as an official pick, but I like Arkansas. Okay. I'm not I'm not taking it though. Okay. All right. Next game, I don't know what you have, and we don't even have to put anything on it. LSU, Florida, though, it's just a, it is. I know LSU is four and two, Florida's four and two, but you're talking SEC teams. It's a different four and two when you play the teams you play. I'm not going to touch it. I just want to simply point out it's going to be a good matchup, I think, but I would take the spread at plus two and a half uh, LSU. I know they're traveling to Florida. I would honestly probably take it because I think that LSU, I think that Florida has a very, just 
just an absolute quarterback situation is just subpar for them. I mean, it's not a good situation. I think LSU's defense will prey on Richardson. You don't throw five touchdowns, seven picks, and maintain a four and two record for very long, especially in the SEC. Yep. Um, I just don't see that happening. LSU has the better quarterback. Mm. They have the better skill positions in general, in my opinion. Um, so I think that also Brian Kelly knows after the shellacking they took from Tennessee, they need to win. They need to win. He needs to win. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to touch this game simply because I think it's too much. I would take the money line LSU because it's plus 118 if I was going to do anything. But I'm not touching it. Um, I don't know about you, but again, we don't have to even go on that that much. I don't want to waste time. I just want to simply say it's yeah. a big game. It's yeah. worth at least mentioning, and I'm just going to say I would go LSU Moneyline. I really do think they'll win this game. I will say uh, this is a game I looked at very heavily. I wanted to take Florida with every fiber in my being because I faded LSU last week against Tennessee. Tennessee smashed mm. them. Well, I think Tennessee is leagues above Florida, though. Yes, I agree with that, too. And then at the same time, uh, I just – and it's because Florida played so well against Tennessee a couple weeks ago. They played very mm-hmm. well. But it's just – it's a trappish game. I don't know. I feel like this game is going to be ugly, and I don't feel comfortable putting units on it because I – I don't know. I just don't. Mm. I just don't. It's It doesn't give me a good feeling either way, so I'm fading it. But if I was going to pick, I would take Florida. Because I think they're better. They're at home. I think two and a half at home is a good number uh, for an LSU team that I've been fading. But LSU also at the same time is very talented. They're due to get a win. Uh, so this could be the spot that they get it. It's mm-hmm. just it's a game that could go either way. And if, if there's a game that could go either way, then we shouldn't be putting units on it. So No, that's the point. That's that. why I got to start going more towards you because I'm just going, like I said, it's, it's just pick happy, pick slow. I'm just yep. doing everything. Yep. Um, but... To be fair to the viewers, that's why I always mention, you don't have to follow me every time. I'm just saying what I'm looking at. Um, and a lot of time, I might have a little outside help from Tequila to make me make those decisions. Cuervo, boy. Yeah. And I'm right now looking, though, at our next game. I don't know what you have. I see a pre- there's a couple solid 730 matchups. Yep. Um, yep, there is. What's your first? I think you have Clemson on there, correct? I have Clemson, Florida State, yeah. So Clemson, Florida State, I already know you have your pick, so I'm just going to quickly get mine. I think that Clemson is due for a loss. They're not. They're you know five hundred on the spread, covering the spread this year. Anyways, I think they're due for a loss. I don't think it's this game, but I'm also fading it because of the minus five. Cause I just I don't have enough confidence in them. The way they played, you know, Florida State lost by two to NC State, a great defense. Mm-hmm. They put up seventeen. Clemson put up thirty. Yep. Um, that does make me again lean towards Clemson. It makes me want to take the minus five. I also think Clemson is a very much like, hey, second half, let's get it rolling. Um, I think Clemson can score. I just, I can't, like, I'm trying to be better. Like, we talked about it, about the, you know, just yep. picking to pick. So I'm going to stay away from this game. This would be one of those, just a quick, if I'm going to throw my bit out there, you take the minus five Clemson spread. I think they're due for a loss, but I think they also have. You know, and you know, this is biased. They got Notre Dame coming up. Notre Dame might be the one to wax that ass and get that win. But they also have Syracuse next week. Um, and then I know they've lost a few games. They haven't looked great. But Louisville, Miami, following those aren't those are trap games. Both those. Yeah. Honestly, Notre Dame would be the trap game too. You have three trap games in a row, in my opinion. Notre Dame, Louisville, Miami. Yep. More so, Notre Dame, Miami. Those are yep. two trap games. Yep. And then you have South Carolina too, which could be on Rattler a trap game. Yeah. So I'm gonna stick away from this. I think they're due for a loss. Yeah. I just don't think it's this week. Yep. 
It's not bad logic. Um, I hate that when I looked at this game earlier, uh, Clemson was minus four. Mm -hmm. They're now minus five. But I'm still going to take Clemson minus five. Mm, I I mean, I do like, like I said, I do. I just. I think Clemson's going to. It's a lot. And I'm looking at, I'm looking at Florida State's last two games. They scored, they only scored 21 against Wake Forest. Wake Forest is not that great of a defense. Oh, I missed that one. Then they played at NC State, and they lost 19-17. They only scored 17 on on NC State. So I think think Clemson can really hold them to a low number, maybe 14, maybe 17, which means Clemson only is 24 to cover this number. I'm going to... Jesus Christ. All right, you taught me into Clemson it. Minus play. five, Clemson. I'm taking the same deal. Yeah, I kept wanting to do it, but I was trying to be smart. And that's what I said. I'm bad with peer pressure. God. If I was right. a girl, I'd be such a slut. I mean, all you have to do yeah, is just say a couple right things. I'm like, you're right. You're over. You're right. You're right. I'll all do right. it. Um, right. so I took Clemson minus five. Buzz also took Clemson minus I'm going to do it now. That's It felt... Good, but like I said, I just had so many. I just go hard on the picks all the time. Yeah. But I've actually laid off a few other ones, so I feel like I get my – this is my treat, you know? I just, I just don't It's almost like you're on a diet and you get your little treat. That's my right. treat right now is Clemson <laughs> minus five. I just look at I just look at uh, Florida State offensively. They they only scored 21 on Wake Forest. And we know what Clemson and Wake Forest did. They, they had a shootout. Mm-hmm. And then they played at NC State, only scored 17. I mean, come on. Clemson's, Clemson's better defensively than them. So if mm-hmm. that if that's the number, then I think Clemson can pull this by a touchdown for sure. Gotcha. Love it. Next matchup I'm looking at here. You tell me you see different. We're going on the 7:30 slate now. We're out of. Uh, well, actually, we're already on 7:30. Excuse me, with Clemson, Florida State, but we're we're pushing forward even further into it. Uh, we're at Mississippi State, Kentucky. Is a game you have to talk about. It, this is a game that I will officially fade and not touch a damn thing, and there's nothing that uh, Bean can do. He can't bat his little pretty eyes at me and change my mind. I'm staying. Yeah, not even a little sloppy toppy. Nothing's going to get me on this one. I'm staying away because you got a Will Levis coming back who is not going to be fully healthy, in my opinion. I don't care what they're saying. Not going to be fully healthy. Um, and Mississippi State has been winning. They've been winning at a good clip. Um you know, they're, they're one loss. Honestly, surprising. LSU got them pretty good. Um, and I'm, I'm shocked by that, to be honest. Um, but it's not enough. And I know the the Ole Miss loss, the Kentucky loss by three, they had they, they could have won at the end. Will Levis had that. I mean, this is actually one of my bad beats. There was a long pass down the sideline that would have been the game winner. The, the wide receiver drops it. They still drive down the field in that final drive. They get into the red zone. They throw, which I thought was a terrible offensive call and not just running the ball when you have timeouts and some time left, but they threw a fade to the corner. It hits. They hit, they hit him with, a, I believe that was an offside. And I was like, okay. Kentucky gets the ball, so they have to go again because even though they just had the game winner with like 30, 20, 30 seconds left, whatever it was, they had to go back because of the, uh, the offsides. Uh, actually, no, excuse me. Illegal motion is what it was. It was illegal motion. Yep. So they get the ball back. They get a chance to go again. They go right back. Again, they immediately go back to the air. Not even considering the idea of a tie. They go right back to the air. And this time, he gets strip sack and they lose. That was a bad beat for me because I had money on Kentucky's winning drive there. Sack. Units, excuse me, units on the Kentucky drive. So, I think Kentucky's defense is pretty solid. It's not as good as I honestly thought it'd be this year. In particular against the run, I should say, defense, you know, pass-wise, they're doing well. Um, the run is not as strong as I thought it would be. 
But I'm uh, I'm gonna fade this game completely and let you take over, Bean. What do you got? Yeah, I'm gonna take Mississippi State minus four. Okay, I think that's probably gonna be where it lies, it. but I'm staying away. Yeah, I'm taking it. I think mm-hmm. um, Mississippi State's proven their offensive prowess the last two weeks. So uh, two weeks ago they played Texas A&M, very good defensive team, very good defensive team. They put 42 on them. And then to follow that, they put 40 on Arkansas. Kentucky has been very underwhelming the last three weeks. They beat Northern Illinois by eight. They lost to Ole Miss. They lost by 10 to South Mm -hmm. Carolina. They had their backup in, but they lost by 10 to South Carolina. I just think Mississippi State. I think they're the better team. I think Mississippi is the better team. So I think Mm -hmm. if they take that mentality into this game, this is a game they need to win. Minus four, I'm willing to take it. And this could be because I cashed with Mississippi State last week. I'm taking it. but And because I've 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 had some confidence in Kentucky the past few weeks, and they've underperformed. So I think uh, I think Mississippi State has, a, has enough to go in and win by four. A, a touchdown <coughs> win, a touchdown win is not huge. So no, I feel that. I feel that. Um, yeah, no, it, it's going to be a good game, though. I think fun to watch, but I do think Mississippi State will pull away at some point. Yeah. Um, Kentucky plays its balls off on defense, and we'll have a nice matchup. Um, and Levis, if he's even just 80% health, we're looking at a good matchup. Yep. Um, but with that said, we'll move right along. I'm hating doing these picks more and more this year compared to last year because we have Notre Dame, and I have to go on because I'm just going on the slot here. 730 matchup. But when we're looking at it, they are playing in South Bend. You know, that's a uh, number. It's a big number, but Stanford isn't good. They're not. But you know what Stanford can do? They can score a decent clip. And uh, I just don't know. USC's defense is kind of the one I would align it with for Notre Dame as far as looking at, you know, who has Stanford given up points to, scored against. USC still gave up 28 to Stanford. And I feel like that's quite a bit of points there. Yeah. What I'm going to do here is I'm going to smack that over at 53. Because mm. Stanford's defense is not good. And there's no reason. I, it's a rivalry game. It's what scares me. Those stupid fucking rivalry games, for some reason, turns players into squids. And they just don't do what they need to do. That does catch me out. I'm going to smack the over. I do think, in my heart of hearts, you no Dame's covering that spread. But I'm... What's the over? Um, uh, it's 53. I'm not going to touch the spread for now. I know damn well that I'll cave in in game time decision. I'm going to be putting the spread on Notre Dame. But for now, I'm going to uh, I'm just going to smack the over at 53. And realistically, actually, where my units will fall will probably be a parlay with the over and then Notre Dame money line. I know it's minus 800. So you're not going to get much out of it. But I know they're going to win. And I think it's going to be a higher scoring game in the sense of... At the very least, Notre Dame, there's no reason they don't go out. If they put up 28 on BYU, which I'm not saying is a crazy good defense, but if they put up 28 on BYU, there's no reason they don't go out and put up at least that, if not 35. I think they should put 35 to 42 on Stanford. But I think Stanford could easily score 17-ish on Notre Dame with that offense. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to take the over for now. If they screw me again and make my picks worse, though, I'm going to be flying out South Bend and have some choice words there. 
because I'm, I'm getting pretty sick of this team that should be way better than they are not playing like there. But I think that is kind of part of the trend to pay attention to is Notre Dame is better than they're playing. I know they lost their quarterback, Tyler Buckner, originally. But I also think that Drew Pine is the better quarterback. Not the dual threat that Buckner was. I think he's a better passing quarterback. And yep. Stanford, so far this year, they like, they're like they not doing terrible on pass yards allowed, but rushing yards, Notre Dame's got a couple big threats. They got three guys in that backfield that can run that damn football. And I'll tell you right now, that's too much for Stanford. Stanford's 1-4 out of the Pac-12. The only thing that gets me is Notre Dame running the ball so hard and controlling that clock and cutting it down. But I think 53 is a good number. I'm taking the over. Got you for it. I'm, I'm be real quick. I'm not touching mm-hmm. this game. Okay. Not that, touching That it. is quick. Notre Dame is, I think Notre Dame is better, but. I think they're the biggest big rat fucking, fucking Vegas number. right now. 16 and a half is such a fucking huge it's too number. Big. No, it's too big for me to mess with. That's I why I won't I touch the spread. Yeah, it's I the over I like. I don't trust Notre Dame by 17. Because their defense one week, they look like an SEC right. defense. The next week, they right. look like they're pretty much, a you know, like a, uh, like a, what do you call it? The Mac. They look like they're part of the Mac, you know. <laughs> Or a Big 12, maybe, even. Like, they're just not doing it. So, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. I think Notre Dame should win that game. They will win that game. But the margin in which they win, I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. not going to put any units on it. So, realistically, I would parlay the, the money line with the over. Yeah. To give me both of those. That's what I would do. You want the money line? Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll parlay it. Well, the money line is then you have no value. No, that's why you can only do that with a parlay. You can't do anything outside yeah, of that because you got you got to make it challenging. Going to leave you at the over. Yeah. No, I'm saying me personally on yeah. my actual units I put out. Yeah. I'm going to parlay the money line because yes, I understand yeah. it's not much, but you still do get something for two yeah. picks. Um. I think it. I think a huge game we got to talk about. It's got to be the eight o'clock game. I'm looking at. I'm assuming. Pac-12. Yep. Yeah, I know I, you don't like the Pac-12 games. I hate the Pac-12, but this me is too. A, this is a monster matchup, and it makes me question a lot of things. It really makes me want to bet the game, and I'm looking at it, there's a ton of there's a ton of ways to go about it. We're talking USC Utah. Mm-hmm. USC it's quite Utah. The game. It's a it's a very intriguing game. Two Pac-12 teams ranked. Mm-hmm. Uh, USC is seven. Utah is twenty. Utah was. I think they're super evenly matched and stats wise. I think Utah was around thirteen fourteen. Last week they played UCLA and lost. Um, but they were at UCLA, they're home this weekend. USC's on the road. It's a really, 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 really I think US yeah, I think UCLA is legit this year. I, I think a lot think of people are down on them a lot. And I was I was skeptical. I'm not gonna pretend I knew they would be some team this year. I thought they would and this is strictly, to be honest, coming from just listening to stuff. I was like, oh, they are on up here. This makes sense. Listening to everything I was hearing. Yep. But I also wasn't sold and sitting there like, I, 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 